listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Oh, summer has clothed the earth in a cloak from the loom of the sun and a mantle, too, of the sky's soft blue and a belt where the rivers run. And now for the kiss of the wind and the touch of the air's soft hands with the rest from strife and the heat of life with the freedom of lakes and lands. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Test Podcast. Your host Rod and Karen, and we're in the house on a Sunday morning. Yes, Walking Dead Sunday morning. That's right. Walking Dead is back. Um, for the three of us who still like the show, I do. I want to. Uh, <laughs> we are, and, gonna, and we'll be recapping for those of you that are out there that go. I want y'all to. We gonna. <clears throat> we is all the way back. I feel like we should all be charged up after seeing Denagarera get off in Black Panther. Come on she's gonna come back and now show her sword skills and i think we should all celebrate that in unity tonight at 9 p.m so yeah, this was her life before she went to wakanda mm-hmm. you know because you know if, if she was to actually go back she would bring some of the advancements that they had mm, they and them use, zombies wouldn't stand a chance they could really use some vibranium in um in alexandria um and then uh <laughs> In addition to that, um, we have a very special guest, guys. Yes, we do. Um, hopefully you recognize her voice from mm-hmm. the beginning of the show. Um, but this is her first time on our show. Um, but she's the co-host of the podcast, Missandry, with Marsha and Ray. Yes. Um, a big fan. And uh, it's Marsha Belsky. Um, what's going on, Marsha? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank Wait, you so who's on. the one, who's the person from Black Panther that's also in Walking Dead? um okoye the one who was the general um she uh oh. yeah she plays michonne in the walking dead. dead and she has this horrible like dreadlock wig yes she does but <laughs> in uh black panther she was just bald-headed and, and kicking ass so. yeah that's the funniest part when she's wearing the wig and she's in the casino or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she's like, just whip it uh, back well. and forth uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I put on a uh, social media. I said I want my husband to love me like like her wig. Oh, the fight for me. So, yeah, fight for me and love me like that wig. Yeah, that wig. That, that wig. wig. That wig took a whole grown ass man out. Yeah, in one fell swoop. Um, now that's as, true, Marsha. This is our, uh, your first time on the show, and no, we're very familiar with your work. I like to uh, kind of get the audience familiar. Yes. Um, first of all, um, how'd you, uh, come up with, uh, Misandry, the podcast, and then how did you get, uh, Ray, uh, as part of it? So, I've heard, have you ever heard of these podcasts people called Keith and the Girl? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we love them. So they do, they do a podcast and they did this, like, VIP thing where they asked me to come do just six episodes that their people could pay extra and, like, download. Mm. So when I did that, I decided to call that misandry with Marsha um, because I've always sort of wanted to call something misandry because, you know, when you're a feminist, no matter what you do, people are going to call you a misandrist, which is the opposite for misogyny, mm-hmm. which, of course, misandry isn't really a thing. I mean, it could be a thing, but it doesn't hold like institutional power in the way that misogyny does. So it's like, you know, when you're a feminist, you can just open your mouth and be like, good morning. And people are like, you hate men. You're a misandrist. <laughs> like, so I just wanted to call it that sort of like, well, let me just call myself that so we can mm. get that out of the way, you know, and move on to the next step. It's kind so of my first guest. 
yeah i was gonna say it's kind of funny because like um people do that with black shit whatever you like this group is a black supremacist group and i'm like what the fuck does that even mean like we'd have to reverse deck like (laughs) centuries of oppression to even get to a point where you could be like uh you know where the problem are these black people in power man (laughs) that's really it's so true i mean it's like they're leaders of every single country in the world you know it's really scary yeah, the black supremacy stuff too. It's like it would be more funny if the U.S. government didn't think that exact same way. Come on, um, where they like they only watch like you know, <laughs> quote unquote black supremacist groups, which right. are really mostly Black Lives Matter teenagers. Right, and then you know, like look, there are these actual literal white supremacy pocket cells that are like springing up around the country. And they're yeah. like, they, yeah, yeah. they call them like uh, black identity extremists. And I'm like, right. even, like even in your way of like, like trying to oversell what they do by calling them identity extremists, even that is way below like a white supremacist group. Come on, <laughs> like, yes, like even yeah, even, they're like, <laughs> yes, they're like you cling to your black identity. That's really scary. And this other person's like, I will kill everyone who's not white. And they're like, Oh, Trey, right? <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> Aryans say the darndest um, things. Yeah, I mean, so um, so then my first guest on that misandry with Marsha was Ray Sani. And me and Ray had, like, you know, known each other and seen each other at shows. And it was, like, every time we would talk, we would get in these really, like, sort of, like, long, deep conversations. And so I wanted her to be my first guest. Um, and so then I did, like, five more episodes. They were all great. But the feedback we kept getting was, like, that episode with you and Ray was really mm-hmm. special. You guys have really good chemistry. So then it was kind of funny because we both basically – they re-released our episode like almost a year after we did it and we both texted each other like at the same time like we should do a podcast like you know we were like yeah we should definitely do something so then we did and um you know it's hard because like we were bad about getting guests like we just figured out how easy the skyping podcasting is like i wish we had done that when she was just in new york because then we could have done so much more like it was always so hard coordinating it mm-hmm. but um so now she's in LA working on the good place. And mm-hmm. so we Skype podcast now. Um, but yeah, so that's how we started. I just like, you know, asked her to be on this show and then it worked out so great. And it was like, so fun. Um, cause it's great. It's funny. Cause like when me and Ray record, like when Ray comes over to my house, that's just like what we do, except for that conversation goes on for like four hours until mm-hmm. I have to like kick her out, you know? <laughs> like, okay. I got to go to bed. Like, <laughs> Um, so it's nice that we get to record it because almost sometimes when we're talking, I'm like, man, I wish I could record this. And I think we both don't realize that what we're saying is so radical to certain mm-hmm. people. And then once we realized that, we were like, I remembered like myself being sort of like isolated. I grew up in Oklahoma and like my mom was a feminist and I would like scream at her that she hated men until mm-hmm. I was like 17 years old. Like mm-hmm. people don't understand. Like this has been like, you know, I used to be very embarrassed by feminism. Mm. And so I wanted, I was like, this is cool. You know, we should put out there this sort of like, cause people always give me this false compliment of like, well, I like you for a feminist, you know? And it's like, there are a lot of us, like this idea you have of feminists is not real, you know? Right. <laughs> so 
Yeah, and I think it's fun it's, too, just to poke fun at these like men's rights guys with the misandry right. stuff because they say the most horrific shit and then they clutch their pearls like and come after us and they're like, "You're sexist." It's like, "Oh, do you hate sexism now?" That's it's, so it's weird because <laughs> men are so like fragile. I guess people of privilege in whatever the situation is are very fragile, right? So. anyone who's kind of like advocating for any level of like fairness or decency is immediately like a threat and needs to be dealt with and you're you're disturbing the order of things keep in mind it doesn't even matter that you don't have any real like power right now like it's not like like it's not like we really walked outside and there's a militia of women in the woods just taking men out left and right one by one (laughs) you know like this is exactly what what happened to that dude last week like right (laughs) yeah i mean obviously I mean, a secret militia. I mean, there's not a militia that everyone knows about yet, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, shh, don't be telling us secrets. You know, but like, if men (laughs) go missing or something, we don't like, we don't immediately go like, oh, I guarantee a woman killed him. But like, if a woman goes missing, everyone's first thought is like, what dude fucking did that? Yeah. But there are men who like, spend time. I was saying that too i was like when he was like trying to argue that violence is not just proportionally men and i was like when someone dies you automatically know it's a man that killed them period if it's a woman that's that's the like sort of exception to the rule every episode of dateline is just like this nigga killed this woman every episode's the same snapped right well snap snap is a snap is a show that that resonates because it is so rare that women kill men right that we're like mm-hmm. oh my god how the fuck did this happen you know what i mean right. like, I like, I like to glorify that and make it as though it's actually equal like right. if one woman kills a man and there's a hundred men that kill a woman no a thousand men right. that kill women they'll look at that one woman and be like women murder men too what right. did i say it's all the same to me i just think all murder is wrong i don't think anyone should ever murder anyone so i just think we should all agree there um yes another thing i believe certain men should be murdered so it's like we agree to disagree (laughs) right (laughs) we uh another thing i heard you on uh dylan um marin show Mm -hmm. the um the conversations with people who hate me Mm -hmm. um who we we met him at at podcon he was a narrator he was a um he was the moderator of our panel karen yes uh, he's so. really good. oh cool yeah yeah so um he uh but i listened to your episode and oh my god let's talk about it so, i haven't even been able to listen to it because i think experiencing it was already a little overwhelming for me yeah <laughs> i hardly ever listen to myself on podcasts yeah it was interesting because um this dude sought you out uh to tell you that you were a bigot because you said that you said men are scum which notoriously gets everyone kicked off of facebook um even even on a delay like i said it out of solidarity and then like a month later they was like yo ass gotta go i was like for what i didn't even do shit but i needed to break that's what happened to ray if you remember like when ray had that really awful period where all of these like alt-right like super right-wing conservative trolls were mobilized against her because they had photoshopped some tweet where she was replying to some guy who was baiting her and she goes yep I hate white people, especially you. And then, like, they 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 cut out what he had been saying and passed this around to, like, thousands of people. Right. So when they were coming after her, they found a Men Are Scum post from, like, months ago and got her banned. And then this was the whole thing. Then someone messaged her, like, these awful things, like, you know, kill yourself, N-word, and, like, and then Facebook didn't remove that stuff. Yeah. Right. Well, it so doesn't. It's like they removed her. 
it doesn't violate yeah. their policies guys okay the the standards and decency of facebook they're not violated by us being called racial you know what's slurs. funny though <laughs> i have so two of the people actually reached out from facebook personally because i'm such an ornery shit you know like i'm never gonna stop i've collected like hundreds of these screenshots i'm just purely motivated from being pissed off so mm-hmm. like they emailed me i think in some ways to see if they could talk to me to get me to shut up I realized they were paying me total lip service. So now whenever they remove something totally audacious, like they removed masculinity is toxic after this latest shooting, they banned somebody for posting that. So I messaged them screenshots of shit that they removed that they shouldn't. And I just say, keep up the good work, period. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, one of them's like the head of community standards. And a couple of times they've gotten back to me, like, we'll look into it, you know? So now mm. I just kind of troll them a little bit and do their job for them. But, mm. um, so yeah, so the men are scum. It's frustrating, too, because mm. what the actual story is, I mean, like, I think you should be able to say men are trash. Like, you know, that's right. an emotion that women are feeling. They should be allowed to process that in this world. And, but for me, my specific thing was this girl during the day, like, of Me Too was, like, posted this list, like, things that men can do better. And it was so easy. It was, like, talk to your creepy friend, you know, like, mm. very basic shit. And men ex- loaded at her like they like said the most awful shit and then um this one guy was like this is why i don't want to help women and it's like oh i'm sure you're gonna be the biggest help to our cause before that sir but like um so she posted a screenshot of like 200 photos of these men harassing her online and i commented men are scum like you know as like obviously kind of sarcastic and no man I know would be offended by that. I'm sorry, like, Rod, are you offended by that? No, like, that no. seems crazy. Obviously, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking right. about those men. Well, even, here's the thing. Even uh, as a man, though, we know that men are scum because we, exactly. every, every time something happens to a woman with, that involves a man, we just go, why were you around a man? Which means we admit that men are scum. We don't ever go, like, men i can't believe that man would do that that is so insane exactly. we're like what the fuck you, you had know, clothes on only <laughs> men are allowed to call men scum i mean right. facebook technically doesn't allow it for anybody but in society like if a dad goes to his daughter men are trash that's totally fine if the daughter goes to the dad men are trash the dad's like how did i raise such a sexist girl <laughs> yeah, like it, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's a trope that every time someone goes to prom or a dance or something the dad takes the fucking dude aside and he's like listen that is my daughter i will take your life i'll do whatever i have to do to protect my daughter from you and your penis and but if that but if that girl came to her dad and was like dad i think men are trash he would be like what the fuck what about me i'm a man i raised you what about your uncle he did it's like but you can't have both because those dudes are strangers to some other girl what the fuck right and what people fail to realize everybody throughout their history even the most wokest man today did some trash ass shit to some woman in his lifetime you might not have raped them you might not have beat them you might not be doing shit as foul but you Mm -hmm. did something fucked up so nobody is an exception to this rule because you have a whole society that is geared towards throwing one gender away so you have taken advantage of that whether you want it to or not it's right. just it's fucking yeah. it's impossible for it's like saying um i'm a white person but i've never had any white privilege like that that's fucking impossible right. like in oh, this you mean society, like you like me 
<laughs> I mean, other, other than Marsha and the white people right. we like, you know, but not, but it's impossible. So right. It's, you know, I feel, but I think dudes, what, well, privilege makes people feel attacked to even admit that mm-hmm. it exists. Like, that's the backlash against some of the lesser behavior too that's coming out with Me Too is this sort of like, if men are, if we're really going to talk about all men, there are a lot of men who are going to fight against that till their dying breath. Right. Because they don't want that societal check-in because a lot of men are going to be in trouble because they know they've abused their privilege, but they did it thinking that they were protected in their public lives. Right. So if that changes, if men actually become accountable for their private behavior with women in their public reputation, the way that women always have been, then they're going to be in trouble. Yep. You know, and that's what men are really fighting against when they're making up this Me Too backlash that doesn't exist. And like, and like you were saying earlier, it would be one thing if any of these guys are actually punished. Harvey Weinstein's not in jail. Like, they act like women actually have some sort of institutional power. And even when we have so much societal attention, we don't actually get to impose a lot of true consequences. Right. All we can do is try and kick them out of their social circle. And honestly, dog, like, what the fuck is supposed to happen when I find out you're grabbing pussies at work? If I'm supposed yeah. to wait for a fucking court of law before I can fire you? Because, like... That I now I'm complicit if I am a workplace, you know. Not to mention mm-hmm. in in 99 of these fucking cases, every time someone loses a job, it's already been investigated and the company didn't do shit. Right. And then they got embarrassed right. and then they had to move on it. Like it's like, well, now that he's mm-hmm. gra- now that everyone knows we know he grabs pussies, I think we need to let yes. him go. And people are still like, that is so unfair to that man. I can't believe yeah. they would do there them are like that. people who are going to sympathize with him. And I think it's that what's hard is that I was thinking about this the other day about why white men just really elicit that sympathy, even from people like us who like try not to. Sometimes I find myself like the first time I read Louis C.K.'s statement to my mm-hmm. great shame, I was like, I guess that's pretty good. And then I was like rereading it. And I was like, Oh Jesus fucking Christ. You know, like, <laughs> My instinct, as much as I fight it, is still in some ways this, like, apologist, even though, like, you know, I try really hard not to be, and I'm not for the most part. But I think it really goes back to how, like, you know, we all grow up relating to white male characters on screen, and they don't relate to us. And I think that that directly plays into the sort of empathy where we're used to seeing them as these complex characters that should be allowed flaws, and they are not used to seeing anyone else that way yeah i i, I find it uh, interesting uh, when i used to watch um like breaking bad or mad man uh if i yeah. were if i would live tweet it because <laughs> I, I would watch it way <laughs> after everybody else but if i would live tweet it like people would get mad because i would be like well actually i think his wife kind of has a point i mean this nigga just went from science <laughs> teacher to drug dealer why the fuck are y'all mad at her right and, and then people were like well she's such a bitch i was like i'd be a bitch too if karen Come started slanging fucking meth dog. she's supposed to be the voice of reason she's like this right. lisa simpson thing where he goes where they tried to use that as an insult recently like i always loved lisa simpson growing up and i remember all the boys including my brother who's now a good man right was like you know <laughs> would say like lisa's so annoying and like i was always like oh that's very clearly who i relate to the most and i'm very clearly the one society sees as annoying right and then both matt groaning and the creator of breaking bad publicly said numerous times you all need to stop hating this character she's not meant to be hated you're supposed to hate him right i think it's that people in america aren't smart enough to actually understand the nuance of the anti-hero ray and i talked about the anti-hero on our podcast the other day like the anti-hero is not supposed to be liked 
And we've taken this thing in America where now we actually do like and glorify the anti-hero. Right. And then it, like, gives us Donald Trump. Yeah. You know? Like, he's the <laughs> ultimate anti-hero. Yeah, we should be like, like, I don't mind the kind of, like, uh, comedic celebration of, like, oh, remember, like, Darth Vader did this fucked up shit or something. Like, I love... Like I get it. Like Magneto was right and all this shit. It's like, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, no, I saw them. I saw you tweeting about that. Yeah. yeah. But like <laughs> Magneto also like buried a fucking ship of like innocent sailors and shit. Like he's like he also is kind of fucked up. We don't need to like follow right. him. But yes, I get the shirt. I love it. It's hilarious. But I but there is like this um like seriousness to some of the like uh re- relations with anti-heroes where and especially white male anti-heroes where you do get like a tony soprano or you do get like mm-hmm. you know uh breaking bad or Mad Men. but then i remember like the response to scandal which is essentially the same type of show where it's just a black woman that is yeah. doing a bunch of shady shit every week and people are like yeah. this bitch is setting us back also what's wrong with this woman she needs to be like it's like a complete <laughs> different moral compass that women have to navigate it is anything that you see on television in like the creative realm where the role was written written may have been written for a man mm-hmm. and they'll put a woman in that role <laughs> don't change anything don't change the word don't change right. attitude anything just yeah. say we're gonna p- put a woman in the same exact role right make her an ass make her bossy yeah. right make her you know the person that everybody has to respect regardless mm-hmm. of what's going on you know she ain't got a dick but we're gonna make her swing her dick around right you know and make yeah. everybody bow down to her we, you know we're gonna make her come in the room cuss everybody out and they're gonna go yes ma'am right. and leave the room and keep it trucking we're gonna have her come in and demand to have the room like we're gonna give her the characteristics that we praise all men for and some of my ceos right. and your bosses and managers mm-hmm. to show their ass and it's always scholar a good boss you know right. hey, that's the way you're supposed to do it you're supposed to treat but for her you get these characteristics but she's a bit well you know the character is actually written for a man so that means you are you saying that, 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 that men are bitches too yes. are you saying that you know mm-hmm. you're not I mean that's what right. you're saying yeah. but because you actually view it from a female's perspective those things change and something else i wanted to back up on something else that actually did trips me out why is it that women are always divorced the reason and then when men are always divorced the reasons they get put on a motherfucking pedestal where you right. like bitch i've been saying this forever you bring your dick in here and you go yes. above me this shit don't make no sense right. i mean and you, you're, you're not mad at the man don't get me wrong right. you're mad at the fact that society ignores you because right. you've been saying this shit for motherfucking it's like, ever it's like in black panther yeah. how people walked out and they're like i'm team t'challa or i'm team killmonger and i'm like but it's team nakia because nakia was mm-hmm. no, nakia had the whole idea for the movie and the rest of the movie is just everyone catching up to nakia like oh actually that's actually kind that's of a so good true. idea like you know that thing that's you said best. i love black panther for that where it's one of the only movies i've ever seen where the women at no part were just exploited by the men like right. there's no except for when killmonger is notably supposed to be treating right. the older women like right. badly but like there's no part where it's so filmed through the male gaze that you're just like fucking gag me like even wonder woman i was like this is filmed by a woman but there's still a very strong male gaze 
it's, you know? it's wild because um with black panther i feel like you know there's obviously still a patriarchal society right mm-hmm. um because there's a king and he's in charge yeah I, although in that dream vision i swear i saw a woman there, i've there seen were this women. shit three times there, there were women in the background so there were women so there yes. used to be women black panther so correct and i think we now i want like yeah. one. now i want like a whole ass like just give me, right like give me the lineage of all the black panthers i want to see how they ran give me a comic book that just give they're me they're gonna make prequels and sequels yeah. like it's gonna be so i bet they'll make at least two or three movies don't you think yeah, I, I think so yeah. so maybe it's uh so i'm saying it's patriarchal but maybe it's we don't know maybe there are women that have also been whatever but my point isn't even that my point is this the only difference is just that the one dude was kind of like i'm gonna listen to and believe the women around me and the other dude's just like fuck that shit that's the whole difference Mm -hmm. like it's such a simple like difference between the two but it made all the difference in the movie and that's something i've never seen in the movie before like it's always kind of been like and then my girlfriend got kidnapped so i have to beat up the bad guy or exactly you know like it's it's so boring too it's like just stop making movies like that it's tired well and karen what you were saying like I was thinking about people said this kind of around the Hillary Clinton election, which is that society does this thing. And Patton Oswalt did a bit about how in most major movies, they were directed by a man and edited by a woman. Mm. And that is because there's this real and it's still very strong that women are best when they're not denying that we have these great skills at this point, but women are the best when we lend our skills to a man as Mm. opposed to use it for our own power. So when a woman uses her skills for her own power, people are like, I don't know what it is. She's just kind of a bitch, right. you know? And when a woman uses her skills mostly to lend them for a man's purpose, people are like, she's so great. She's yeah. such a great woman, also, you know? Also, and both women are great women, but, you know. Also, isn't that funny that, like, the one area that we're like, we need a woman to do this is when to tell dudes to shut up. Like, all right, cut this out. Uh, move this around. Yes, edit edit this man's comments because obviously he is a man and he made yeah. up this movie. But if we could just get a woman in, we need to take his ego from here to here. Yeah, could you just right. like fix this and move this? Oh. Right, and, and and the thing is, I I and I think that uh, a lot of that stems down to how dare a a woman actually gets credit for her work because i think some people just don't like to give women praise Mm -hmm. some people just don't like to give women credit and that boils down to a lot of shit like a woman's worth Mm -hmm. is to a husband a woman's worth is to her children a woman's worth is how much she dedicate to her family a woman's worth is not and it all comes down to i think my mom Right. right. <laughs> well, well, she made me clean my room. Well, I know, right? She made she made me do <laughs> yeah. this other shit, and then also I think that for men, their worth is their career, mm-hmm. their worth is their accomplishments, their worth is they get to go out and change the world. Right. Women don't get to do that. If women try to go out here and motherfucking change the world, people lose their goddamn minds. Right. It's you know it's funny. I follow mm-hmm. uh, I follow Lexi Alexander on Twitter. We follow each other. We're totally like best friends. Um, <laughs> she listens to the show, guys. Um, anyway, but I saw her talking about how, like, she's a former kickboxing champion and, like, oh, she gets to direct action movies and stuff now, action TV shows. But she's like, you know how many fucking, like, just nerdy ass dudes have gotten to, like, have that job and they don't have to, like, express any expertise? Like, they've never thrown a punch. Mm-hmm. They've never. It takes so long for people to trust a woman with, like, right. power and control. It's really frustrating. Because right. that's why we get fed up and people act like we're greedy. And it's like, 
that's why it's been really nice to just start this like matriarchy in my mind where I'm like, Oh, what if I just mostly work with women so that I don't have to deal with that bullshit, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and it really changes things because there is a certain point, even with good men who aren't used to a female environment where they're just like subconsciously, like they're like, just going to make you wait a little longer. Mm. That was always my experience in comedy. These dudes who I knew I was funnier than would get taken on the road before me because these guys would like feel this need to nurture them. And they're like, Marsha will be all right. Mm. She'll be good. You know? And it's like, I need your help too. You know, like I need the same sort of mentorship, you know, and I never got that. And I was funnier than these dudes. So it's like, why don't you see me? Like that happens so much in comedy where like you go up and like, You'll have a great set. The dude after you is fine, but not as funny as you. And the big headliner will march straight up to that dude and be like, what's up, dude? I'm blah, blah, blah. How are you doing? And just be like, oh, hey, you. Like, you know, like they don't even think about it. Yeah, I've heard you talk about, um, uh, and uh, trust me, guys, I'm going to get back to uh, the the um podcast too but um uh i've heard you talk about like being at like the bar or whatever with the other comedians and having dudes kind of like treat you like oh this must who this lost woman must have gotten over here with the comedians uh excuse me miss you know like what did they think you a comedy groupie or something (laughs) and you just showed up yeah well i mean it doesn't happen in all scenes like it definitely is different different places but in the new york scenes in like the a lot of the clubs like and only certain of the clubs, like, you know, and also it was different when I was younger. This is the mm. thing now. I mean, I'm not old. Like, you know, I'm 28, but I started comedy when I was 19. Mm. I was lying about being like 22 until for like three years. And then when I was like this 21 year old girl, it was a lot harder to be taken seriously, even though I was still kind of the way that I am then, you know, mm. I was the way that I am now then a little bit. And it's just hard because, yeah, people think you're a groupie or you'll really think that an older male comedian is, like, trying to help you comedy-wise and it turns out not to be that. And you're like, oh, I guess that's my bad because I'm stupid, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, but he's helping 21-year-old dudes and it's just, like, not the same for you. Mm -hmm. And what happens a lot, like, when I first moved to New York, I would go to, like, these clubs because they tell you to, like, hang out so you can meet people. So I was like, okay, I want to meet people. And, like, this one guy... Literally came, I was sitting next to four guys, two of them aren't even comedians. He's like, are you a comic? Are you a comic? Oh, are you a comic? And then he goes up to me like, hey, how you doing? And just walks off. Like, he asked everybody if they're a comic except for me. And I was one of the only people that was a comic there. I was like, all right, man. You know, they, and you know, but that's got, it has gotten better. But also, I don't know if that's just because I've made my world you know, you. I think you sort of gravitate towards places that are not going, that are going to treat you with dignity. Right. So. Yeah, you learn that as you get older. You know what, what's so funny yeah. to me is people box out people from the, they're like the mainstream shit, right? But then when you create your own shit, they get mad at that too. It's like, right. you know, I remember yeah. maybe it was two years ago, but I remember, you know, I'm friends with a lot of comedians on Facebook, but there was like a festival that was like for women or fe- and, and like there were so many fucking men who were upset. But it's like the same kind of men that are like women aren't funny or we'll create a lineup and we'll put one woman on the whole fucking comedy lineup and we'll be like wow we did such a great job today we had a funny woman on there or they'll be like that one woman that i like she's funny but the rest of women Mm -hmm. comedians aren't funny so then when women go and be like oh we'll create our own shit it's like these bitches you didn't give any men any spots or so it's like it's so crazy and even when it's something like that 90 percent of the time the, whatever the marginalized group is 
will still make a space for somebody else mm-hmm. that's not in the group like this yeah i still do that's yeah. the thing I, that's what i try and say to some of my guy friends who i like i'm like i do resent you a little bit because you can navigate both spaces and right. i I can't do that. So you're getting both because I'm bringing you into mine, but they're also still allowing you in theirs, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, but it's hard too, because like when you do form something else, because you've been boxed out somewhere else, just like you said, like you can get harassed out of a space or just ignored. They ignore your potential. And then you start something that's successful and they're really resentful. And it turns into this, Oh, you're the real sexist. (laughs) Oh, you, you know, never book men on your show. But now I'm at the point where like, I don't care. The show that I run called Stevie, we've like only booked like one straight guy, I think Mm. like, and it's just like, we didn't even do that on purpose. Like, it's just like great, you know, because (laughs) you just reach a point where it's like, because they do do this argument where they act like it's so hard to find one funny woman or like to be on their show where they're like this one people, they run this show and they had a female producer and she was like, you need to book more women. They're like, give us a list of 40 women that we can book. Like, Oh, I would love to see this list. And she gives it to them and they're like, we're not booking any of these women. Like (laughs) they like truly have just convinced themselves that like, it actually is that women are coddled and not funny and only get spots because suddenly there's this push to put women in comedy where they don't belong. And like, that's truly how they view things. So then when we make a space that's separate from that, then not only do they get mad, but like, this one guy, he they they did this like roast battle. They took like five white guys, and people on Twitter were like, "Why are you taking five white guys?" Mm. And this guy gets on this podcast and goes, "To discriminate against white men is the epitome of racism." It's like, mm-hmm. wait, I'm sorry, <laughs> that, that's you're not being intentionally funny Listen, because that's for, hilarious. For like centuries, that's probably the funniest this dude's ever been. For centuries, like, white men have been oppressed and it is time for us to finally ease off of these white men and give them some opportunities i think i think it should be like required for schools to go to the african-american history museum because it really lays out so clearly the way have you guys been yes where they lay like it lays out so clearly they set it up where it's a timeline Mm -hmm. and i had read about like the creation of whiteness and like things like that but they're really like no, it's like we have it tracked down to within 50 years when whiteness was created as a legal term so that right. you could own people. Like, it's like, it does, like, people act like it just is not really anything that was a decisive decision by humans. And it really was, like, you know, just the race structure. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like really crazy. Or like this dude who, oh, and the conversations with people who hate me that we were yeah. talking about. This dude was like, you know, they have this idea that history has nothing to do with anything in our present. And yet they get into a car every day and look at their iPhone and, you know, like, it's just insane. Like they, and then they'll celebrate American history. And it's like, so which is it, you know, like this history have absolutely nothing to do with our present. Like you really think that women couldn't have jobs up until 50 years ago and it just affects nothing. Like, I don't understand it. If they were really so in the present like that, then they wouldn't be bringing up shit like the Second Amendment every time a school gets shot up, right? Like, whenever a school gets shot up, it's like, our founding fathers said, I could have a rocket launcher and fuck this shit. (laughs) But, but, 
but if you're like well also those same founding fathers did believe they could own black people they're right. like why are you bringing up old shit okay i don't understand yes, how that would exactly. have an effect on today that's like, exactly what they do uh, one what ray always says is that what's frustrating is that they don't even care about that hypocrisy right. so it's like only us logical ones that are sitting here spinning right and then they use that to control the terms of debate yep. so they like basically you know just prevail in this chaos where even if you look at the gun thing what's happening now we are talking about should teachers be armed as Mm. opposed to should we completely ban semi-automatic weapons and talk about further gun control as well right so they want to limit the conversation they know that if we can spend a lot of the time talking about should teachers have guns with almost nobody wants right then you're not spending some of that time you know we might get semi-automatic weapons banned i'm hopeful for that knock on wood because any fucking person in their right mind thinks that semi-automatic wife, that weapons of war should not be sold in a civilized society. Right. I hope that we can and will make progress back on that. But we also want to talk about further gun control. You mm. can die from regular guns too, you know, mm. not as quickly, but it's still very, you know, and so they know that if we can talk about should a teacher have a pistol, that we're not talking about should anyone have a pistol. Well, I'll, you know. Also, you have like, like I've already seen like some of the news about it because I actually watched some of the news this week. Um, and it's always like one is false objectivity, right? We have to bring on somebody who's like, everyone should have a gun. Guns should have a gun. Uh, to fucking arm the teachers and, and then they can kill the school shooter. No, wait. Give the kids vest and then they can like survive like it's fucking yeah. expendables three third act no wait wait no give the school te- give the school shooters teaching jobs and then they'll shoot school yeah. shooters because they're the best at killing it's like it's like you bring on that net job and then you have the fucking the reasonable person who's like and the, like the other person on the fucking like side of the screen is like my daughter was killed in one of these school shootings it's like fuck you bitch like they act like that's normal like n- that's news like that's totally news. like we shouldn't even the false equivalences right. drive me crazy the false dichotomies because that's what the news does and that's why when i did the men are scum thing all of the press that got picked up for it is like this comedian likes to call men scum <laughs> it's like oh my god like <laughs> you know and so but they like that where they always have let's have a feminist and a guy who doesn't think women should exist right. let's have you know uh, immigrant family that's terrified of losing their entire life and some guy that we met at Walmart who thinks that I should deport them. Like, right. And these are not real equivalent because we've had an erasure of the expert and mm. intellectuals and right. people who actually are experts in these fields. And then you have, because you democratize Twitter, that's great, you know? And then it's like you have on the news you shouldn't have either have two experts and then separately two people who are on Twitter debating these things. Don't have a guy who's famous on Twitter talking to a guy who studied this for 25 years and act like they're the same thing. That's, that's a lot of the problem that's happening too, especially because the right wing is the people who for the most part do not have the true experts Right, and they, they paint them as equal things. And it's like, no, this guy actually knows this shit because there is a difference between facts and alternative facts. That's what was scary about Dylan's podcast. I realized talking to this guy, they have their own facts and they Mm. will never believe ours. Yep. You know? And it's just fucking crazy. 
Okay, yeah, alternative facts are lies. I wish oh. people would quit making that bullshit of alternative facts. Fuck you. I know. They're goddamn lies. But don't nobody want to come out and say lies because when you say lies, that means you're not telling the truth. Right. And so when you're not mm-hmm. telling the truth, people are quicker to dismiss you and right. dismiss your opinion. Mm-hmm. And also, me and Roger was listening uh, to that, and I'm not going to lie, me personally, I give you kudos, uh, because the whole time we were listening, I was just getting mad. Um, And I'm like, for me personally, I'm not going to debate my humanity. Right. And I feel like uh, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, you're talking to someone who just listening to him i was like oh you're an idiot mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. he asked him questions he was like no i haven't talked to any women in my family i was like motherfucker that's a goddamn he problem hadn't heard of me too right. well he's speaking ignorance to a point too because what i didn't realize until after the podcast where he says they're like where did you find Marsha?" yeah he found me on this guy's podcast first of all he found me on a segment called idiots of the week and then like i'm the bigot you know <laughs> and then I, I didn't even realize at the time, but the guy whose podcast he was listening to, I don't even remember his name, but if I did, I'm not going to promote him. But mm-hmm. he's, like, known for – he's said racial slurs. He's he's misogynist. Like, he is this outwardly bigoted guy. So it's, like, you're listening to him call me a bigot and truly convinced. Like, there are all these guys who, like it, – it's this faux, like, pearl clutching, like I said, where they'll message me, oh, I hate sexism against both genders, you cunt. Like, you know, it's like, oh, do you? Like- <laughs> Yo, it's so wild. It's so wild because, like, that dude... The thing, the thing that was uh, infuriating about that dude is he's one of those people that trolls you while keeping a calm voice, right? So he's saying like super inflammatory shit, but then it's also said with like the tone of like matter of fact, like like the same way he'd be like, "I'm gonna mow my grass today." Is how he's also being yeah. like. And to me, I just feel well because like, we're the emotional ones. We don't right. actually have any facts. We're all pure emotion, and white men are these amazing objective creatures of course (laughs) the default i but i love that you went on Uh, i know it was i know you don't want to listen to it again and i know it's like hard especially in the moment Mm -hmm. but you were super open and honest which i think kind of um sort of dissolves whatever the fuck points he's trying to make because Correct. you could kind of tell how guardian he acts like all feminists are these banshees meanwhile he's baiting them he's Right. He's taking the time to go into feminist forums to get feminists to yell at him, and mm. we're the crazy ones. Like, this is the disconnect there. Right. It was such a learning lesson, though, because you get trolled, I get trolled, like, right. anybody who's out there like this is getting trolled, and if you're black, person of color, woman, gay, it's just increased because they have those attacks, you know? That's the thing, too, that's so annoying. It's like, give me a word to call a white man that holds the actual... Like, mm. they, they ban men are the worst and men are scum because there is no true hate speech against right. white men. Like, right. I bet they remove cracker and stuff, too. Like, it's like... It's crazy. <laughs> I but, call them, um, we call them uh, colonizers now. I'm just going to wait for them to catch up to that. That's what Did you see that get... video of being the only white guy at a black office yes. after Black Panther? Yes. No. That video was so it was... funny. It's literally like this. they have this kid... And they're like in a pitch meeting and he's like, they're like, okay guys, Black History Month. And he's like, I think we should. They're like, oh, okay. So like, that actually is a good idea. You know, let's do that. <laughs> so at, at, um, at, when 
i go play <laughs> when i go play basketball you know it's like a good little collection of people it's uh black white dudes all these kind of shit right but um you know lately every time i come in like i'm greeting people in the african-american 2018 <laughs> greeting which is of course have you seen black panther yet and mm-hmm. then they say yeah you know most of them say yes if you say no then we like accuse you of being a coon and shit but it's, oh, it's all, it's, it's all it's in a humorous way not right not, not like right. an actual like, don't you ask me you don't even have to pay anymore. right like, I will, <laughs> like straight up i will buy you a ticket dog like if you tell me what theater you're going to right. you was like i can't afford it i got we, you dog we will figure this out right <laughs> fucking now but um but nah then we do we do the dap you know kind of forever but um like you know sometimes there's white people there and so my friend chase was like uh like he knows everybody's just stopping talking about black panther everybody loves it so chase goes yeah man i saw black panther sucked and you know obviously joking yeah he was joking and, and so uh all all the black dudes we all started barking at him like that right and he hadn't even seen the movie so like he was just looking like what the fuck is happening right now but i was like so i was like funny. that's what we should do like we we have now have oh some God. tools to fight back we can call them colonizers we can bark at them we can yes. tell them you cannot that's talk so true. black panther you know? gave some terms yeah that's so true. That's like we great. can we can hit that dude with a you cannot talk you know like just right with an african accent you know like i love it so that's what we're using i wonder if that will make its way into black lives matter protests on the street because like you know there's always like there's always like a reframing of like songs and like pop culture Mm. stuff during the protest so like Mm. i bet there will be black panther Mm. stuff that'll be so cool Uh, that's so funny i can't be walking down the street barking at the cops yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my my favorite part of that is even before the barking when he just he he looks at the dude like what the fuck is like this is a look on his face like why why, you, why is this lamp in my house talking like ah, not the lamp. <laughs> you know you're not supposed to I do, do i forget who was saying i think it was um shoot was it roxanne gay it was somebody on twitter saying how in black panther like one of these subtle not so subtle things like if you're aware of it watching movies like right. you know once I studied it in college, it's like really every movie you see. And then, of course, you realize that this is what every black person has grown up knowing right. is that when you look at movies and you're like, oh, my God, in every single fucking movie, it literally is always like one or two other, right. you know. And then what I was talking about the other day is that if you look at not only how well these movies have done in this past year and how well movies that represent people do, TV shows that right. represent people, you know, like all of the shows like – um scandal things like that they do well financially so for so you know bullshit aside for years hollywood types made this market argument against representation and that market argument was always made up right because there was always money to be had it's the same way that they don't market makeup to black women right there is a huge market there you know there is a humongous and and black women who have gotten into the makeup industry have proven that how much of a market there is for that. But mainstream beauty actually ignores that at their own financial peril. So it's like you are actually protecting white supremacy and white centralism over your own financial interests. So people actually, it's actually double fucked up. Yeah, it's amazing because because you're not just doing it for a selfish capitalist reason. You're actually going against your own capitalistic interests in a capitalistic company it's amazing you know it doesn't make sense a lot of times people will do the work of white supremacy backwards like whether you're black or white or whatever it's just we start from the okay assume white supremacy is right 
and then we'll do this math and it's always like like whatever conveniently fits where it's like well it probably doesn't make money or else listen guys netflix would have done it they would have (laughs) given him that and you're like i don't know netflix loses money on a lot of shit they take risk they just don't take a lot of risk on black shit like uh well well why would black people in their companies too that's the thing is that if you have uh representation within your company then the product that happens is going to normally also be more representative as well because you have those voices but hollywood has protected its white interests on the inside more than it's even done so on the outside which is what's really scary because and then um who was it ira madison was posting about this one time where it's like because I hear this in comedy all the time, especially in, like, private white spaces, where mm. it's, like, people will still say these things, like, well, I didn't get the job, you know, they're looking for a person of color. Right. And it's, like, okay, but if that's true, how come 3% of writing rooms are people of color if they're right. always Mom. looking for people of color? You know, it's just not true. They're telling you that because they don't want to just say you didn't earn this job. Mm-hmm. And that's if they're telling you that. Right. Um, right. You know what I mean? Because, like, exactly. there's, look at, like, like Sony says... <laughs> uh black black people don't sell well overseas then at the same time they made they put the equalizer out and denzel made all that fucking money and made the movie profitable and it's really just a old ass denzel going around fucking people up there's not even another star in the movie Mm-mm. um and then you yeah. have um it like fenty beauty comes along and rihanna's like mm-hmm. well i'll serve these black women and women of color makes all this fucking money all of a sudden i'm seeing ads for hey dark. maybelline for dark women like it's like it's yes. like it's like they have, you have to, to be... create the competition right. but the burden's completely on the people who are being ignored who don't have the resources sometimes or it takes a long time to get the resources mm-hmm. so that's why we're in 2018 and this is just happening yep. i mean that's really crazy if you think about it that this movement of like really pushing black entertainment, black makeup. It's been there, but this real sort of mainstream push is so recent. Yeah. You know, like it's crazy. It's, and it's a while because um, with makeup and shit too, it's already disrespected because it's a, um, it's an industry for women. Female, yeah. So you already have yeah. that, but then it's like a billion dollar industry. It's not just like, it's nothing to scoff at. No, it's still, not. And you still had people that were exactly. looking, looking at it and going, yeah but we should probably just make like one shade for all black women and just call it a day <laughs> that's so yeah, crazy and and like even the terms as i've gotten older nude mm-hmm. when people say nude nude is white woman nude right. nude is no mm-hmm. other skin tone of nude yeah and so when you try to find nude makeup when you try to find particularly those that do dance and ballerina when you try to find nude mm-hmm. tights they always look motherfucking ashy and that's the reason why because it's not designed for you and then you have brown mm-hmm. people that go hey i'm gonna make shit to match our skin tone you know that we're not out here dancing looking crazy mm-hmm. all right yeah do you know what i just found yeah. out oh wait oh, i'll get back to you on the for the conversation with people <laughs> who hate me what i was gonna say is that it taught me a lot about trolling because we all struggle with sort of how to react. They really do bait me sometimes, even though I really try not to. And what I realized talking to him is that the goal of trolling 100% of the time is to get a reaction. Correct. That's always what they want. It's negative, positive. They don't care. All they want is to be able to screenshot things to their equally sad friends. Mm -hmm. That's literally what they live for. And so I just realized, I was like, all these people that I've just been wasting emotional energy on, like, all they want is attention. And it's really sad. It's like, 
because it is, it's true. It's like they feel like this attack on their privilege is like bigotry. So part of it is like them, like, you know, feeling bad for themselves and like this is what they do since the world has left them behind, you know, whatever. And but it, it did. I did realize and it was also nice as as awful as he was. It did make me realize that as much as I hate these people, like they are people and I don't humanize them in the sense, but it's just sort of like, I forget when I'm typing at somebody too, that this is just a really sad person, Mm. maybe an evil, sad person, but just a really sad person. And I forget he's more than just this troll. He lives a whole human life. That's probably really fucking sad, you know? And it kind of gave me this weird peace with trolls. I was like, one of the yeah. things one of the things doing the show and social media has kind of taught me is like um being the focal point of someone else's like shit is not something i can control you know what i mean so like there's a it's like yeah. I, I put out into the world what i put out into the world i try to be positive try to be nice and all that shit but at some point there are going to be people that become obsessed they're going to be people that are just playing out bad people i saw that, that thing you were posting the other day yeah people do that shit like yeah. it's really weird it's like why are you so obsessed yeah like, it's very strange it's very right it's just so strange right. so at some point i just kind of accept it and i'm just like okay this is another this is happening this is another thing and like what i'll do is like i'll block the person or something and they always have multiple accounts because yes, they're they fucking do. weird and i block mm-hmm. those correct um but one of the things that's funny is like even getting blocked to them is some level of like i got a response you know? like they'll take like a Absolutely. screenshot and be like i called him a piece of shit and he blocked me and i'm like okay that that that's kind they of they picture sad. you like sitting there crying and that's what they can tell their friends it's <laughs> right. like oh i really hurt him the, and you know our side does it too like i really right. don't like this people like retweeting tommy laren and all yeah. this stuff it's like dana loesch like she got in all she wants is fame at any expense fame Mm. and success this is not a coincidence that these people are willing to insult dead Mm. children i mean that is you have made a decision you have sold your soul to the devil there's not something you're gonna say where all of a sudden ann Coulter realizes that she shouldn't be a piece Mm. of shit so don't quote tweet her Mm. like you know what i mean screenshot it if you want to make fun of her Mm. you know what i mean but these views directly give them numbers that allow them publishers that allow them mm. airtime on the news this is what they present to places like cnn where they say let me be the other side look this has a hundred thousand interactions it's only been two minutes whatever mm. you know now that's that's a like good... we create these hate celebrities on our own side almost yeah that's a good point except that that's more work for me so i just retweeted and talk shit about them <laughs> um but I normally I just block I have all these people blocked which is so weird because like I have like Tommy Lauren blocked and Trump is blocked and shit but then I'll see like my timeline light up with just people like it'll because like my timeline will show like them quote tweeting something I can't read and then their response like oh fuck you or whatever and it'll just be over and up so like Mm -hmm. they definitely do get off on the wave of like responses but there's also this part that I debate about where I'm like we're human and we have to allow mm-hmm. ourselves to be human because the natural response that most of us have is to be like oh what the fuck like and that mm-hmm. in, in social media spaces it kind of takes on that like i gotta forgive myself when i do have those reactions yeah. sometimes i feel kind of stupid when i get into it and then i'm like you know what i'm human and they got me yeah you know? like it, like i think none of us yeah <laughs> none of us wants to be gotten but like it shouldn't it shouldn't be a mark on me that i saw an article that was fucked up and went 
oh my god this is fucked up it shouldn't make it shouldn't be like oh my now i'm part of the problem like actually i'm not part of the problem i disagree with that and sometimes when i i see something i want people to know why it's fucked up so i'll be like hey look at this other part of it too yeah there's a nuance there where it's like because then you can't just let people say you know think about how long people just got to say racist and sexist things without being called out so you have to sort of mobilize in this way too where if someone posts a fucked up article in the new york times yeah let's talk about it and i'm not so there's a there's a line there too yeah and none of us are i don't want to be so superhuman that i fucking don't have access to my emotions anymore right like there's a level where like i have to be able to like punch back a little bit you know um now the Mm -hmm. way i do it typically is if somebody's trolling me i'll make jokes about them or something and then i'll before yours are so funny well that's funny too like i love making jokes about yeah like it's really some of the things people say i'm blown away by like during this one guy said uh about the crisis actors for mm. the Florida, the Florida kids, you know, about how they think these kids are fucking actors. This guy literally thinks that like they trained with George Soros. So I started quote tweeting him making this like, I went to George Soros <laughs> Academy for the Performing Arts. <laughs> yeah, I was telling you. reading for the part of terrified teenager 249. Kiss today, goodbye. Come on, come on. And somebody asked a question, was like, "Have you seen high school plays? These are not actors, right?" I just want to know, like, exactly, how did they get? I don't understand the whole crisis actor thing, and I'm sure that it's much deeper uh the conspiracy than I know. Like, I'm sure they must have some excuses for all the shit, but like, there's literally (laughs) like a dude in custody that killed people there's like 17 dead children their fucking like parents and and shit are mm-hmm. their family members oh, are on president trump retweeted a sandy hook conspiracy theorist the other day in like a new low in like a new low he's, i mean well he already was friends with alec jones who is the sandy hook he's the one right. who started it almost like i mean that's that's one of the most disgusting things i can think of yeah, like how deep, i know a guy from newtown i mean that's right that's so fucked up like how deep could that rabbit hole go to explain all that oh, shit because it's, it's deep like it's really i don't deep. want it's like i don't want to know but i kind of want to like if vox would write like a nice explainer on it or something because i don't understand how the fuck they there's 17 people who aren't here anymore where they always made up for 17 like all these high schoolers are just made up for 16 years it just doesn't make their any families sense. right no i mean and some of these people i'll, I'll look at their things on facebook because you know they'll comment and sometimes it's like a sickness i'll like look at their page and just like who is this evil person right and it's always just like some white lady with her dogs <laughs> and her family who's posting conspiracy theorists about these children right and it's like what is your life like that's so fucking crazy i blocked this fucking like my cousin married this guy who's just a nightmare mm. and he comments on every one of like my parents when they post about me mm. and it is this thing too where like you know just for my own good i'm like i can't get into these crazies because right. he has his own conspiracy theories and i'm not going to debate you like we're two sides of the debate mm-hmm. we are not yeah you so- know what i mean if if i mean my dad grew up with this sort of old school like white liberal thinking of like always hear out a conservative and blah 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 and that really was for these sort of like private white male spaces where of course your interests are more aligned you know you can work it out more across the aisle because conservatives and liberals were not that different but we're at a new thing now Mm -hmm. you know so it's getting harder to really i think we have to fight more because they're not they're not compromising with us so why are democrats still doing this whole 
well, maybe we can convince them, you know, it just yeah. feels like we have to get, I wonder if that will be the 2018 change with all the young people coming in, more diverse mm-hmm. people, more representation all around, mm-hmm. that there will be younger politicians who understand, fuck it, we're yeah. not compromising, we're beating them. Yeah, there's a record, know? I think there's a record number of women running for like the local kind of offices um coming up this uh emily's this list is incredible yeah yeah so i'm thinking i'm hoping hopeful that uh those women win a lot of these seats and that'll be kind of the ground change the numbers first. are unprecedented and right. these small i mean oklahoma had like three or four seats turn blue like mm-hmm. that is crazy because the thing is though if liberals show up to an election, we would win every single election. The right. numbers are just, we just have more numbers, period. Right. It has always been about galvanizing the liberal vote. So it's like, if liberals showed up, we would literally sweep every single election in right. the country. Yeah. That's that's just true. Besides things that have been so gerrymandered that that's not possible. Right. You know? But, even, but the thing even, is, it's about getting people to show up. I think liberals yeah. are motivated this election, like we haven't seen in a long time. Me too. Even with the gerrymandering, the the one thing they can't account for is everybody showing up to vote. Like, right. Even with that shit mm-hmm. in North Carolina, like it's rigged. Roy Moore. Yeah. Like you still ended up getting um. Uh, what's the dude who used to be the governor, Karen? Uh, that piece of shit. He was a mayor here oh, for a Pat while. McCory. We still end up getting McCory out. Like so, even like even with <laughs> it all rigged and shit, right? Um, all right, yeah. so listen, guys. What you need to do is hit up Missandry with Marsha and Ray on mm. iTunes and Stitcher and all that stuff and check out her show. Um, and you can also go to MarshaBelsky.com and go to her website. And you're also doing live Handmaid's Tale, the musical, March the 8th. Where are you doing it at? Yes, that is at the Bell House um, in, I think it's Park Slope is the area. Um that's going to be really fun. We wrote a parody musical about Handmaid's Tale because we watched it. And we're like, yeah, this is fun, but, like, let's make it more campy. Mm. You know, let's make it more <laughs> musical. Um, and so, yeah, that's been really cool. So our last show is March 8th. It's this big theater, so we have some tickets left, and everyone should come. Oh, my gosh. I was so honored to be on The Black Guy Who Tips. This is just so exciting. Well, I'm glad you're here. Let's Me talk. Me, too. Uh, I, should, I guess I should have introed the show and stuff. But um, anyways, The Black Guy Tips, find <laughs> us on iTunes and stuff, too. Leave us five-star <laughs> reviews. And uh, if we like the five-star reviews, we'll read them on the air and we do our feedback show. Mm-hmm. The official weapon of the show is... The taser. And the unofficial sport... Is bullet ball. <laughs> and bullet ball extreme. <laughs> and uh today's podcast is brought to you by shadow dog productions mm-hmm. we have a couple audio play albums out they're funny mm-hmm. we do comedic skits and stuff some of them are serious um but you can find them on title you can find them on spotify just search the best of rod and karen or sunspot and other ratchetness and um check us out like let us leave us comments and stuff if you get it on apple or if you get it on um, amazon you know leave reviews and stuff we appreciate people to do that yeah and also for those of you out there you got a few more days to get your black guy who tips stuff on discount uh 30 percent off mm-hmm. uh, uh i think yeah roger had it in the show notes you follow us on social media i reposted it so uh, you can continue to save money on our stuff and we thank you guys for purchasing our stuff we know some of you've been looking for a while you know you kind of been peeking out there now <laughs> your chance yeah i know i went i i went and bought some of our own stuff because i was just like mm-hmm. the sale was too good to pass <laughs> the up. sale was too good dog i was like you know i'm gonna get me a mug yeah I'll- we were gonna continue to update and put new stuff out there all right guys let's get into some news okay guys there's a lot of news going on here um what is happening oh uh apparently bernie sanders um 
has uh promoted a false story about reporting russian trolls to the hillary clinton campaign um so russia did you read that yeah yeah that was interesting yeah like russia definitely did not want hillary to win correct but it didn't just start with like <laughs> trump like they also promoted like jill stein they also promoted bernie they also promoted just not voting at all right um trump and hillary are two mm-hmm. sides of the same coin that type of shit and you know i don't think we'll find a lot of people who will admit that they fell for that quote-unquote but a lot but of people did it must have had some effect they've galvanized people into the street i mean they've gotten people to show up to protest this is the thing unfortunately it really did show how manipulable both sides are to this Mm -hmm. sort of divisiveness like you know getting riled up like yeah that shit was crazy though because bernie said basically he said my campaign sent hillary the warning as soon as we got it and then the guy who actually did get that information and send it to Hillary came out to the press and said, I did not work for Bernie Sanders campaign. Mm-hmm. So like it did happen, but Bernie took credit for it. And the guy who actually did warn Hillary's campaign because he found out through Bernie's people was like, I did not work for your campaign. And Bernie, like, <laughs> he said that, uh, he could have called me if he wanted to. Uh, he may, maybe he doesn't have my phone number. He also said, I'm going to send him a bill for my back pay since Bernie's taking all the credit since I did this shit myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I charge a hundred dollars an hour. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, since, yeah. you, since you're taking credit I for I my mean, work. I mean, I voted. Yeah. Yeah, it's like since you're taking credit for my work, uh there's a matter of my pay, my salary. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I do accept PayPal, Venmo. Right. Um <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, I mean the thing is with Bernie, I think there's real Russians the Russians besides just wanting Hillary to not get elected, also primarily want chaos. Yeah. They want what's happening now. And they wanted chaos in the primaries. This was a really divisive primary. I do think that was in part because of outside influences. Like, there was a lot. I saw the in-person debates. It was contentious. I don't, like Ray was saying, I don't think they created new people. I think they galvanized people who already existed, you know. Mm-hmm. And they did it really well. And they because Russia does this across the world. This is the right. thing, like, if Trump weren't so ignorant in protecting their interests, a real president would be explaining to the American people what they're known for, what they did. This is a real calculated thing that our intelligence agency knows exactly how they work because they've done it everywhere. They've done it in all the small nations in the USSR. Like they try and disrupt their elections like this. The part that, Um, the part that weirds me out is that there's a lot of people who will say, well, yeah, those Trump voters, they got played. They're so stupid but if i'm go well there's also a wing of people that are very liberal that got taken in too because russia didn't give a fuck they were trying to get as many people off topic as as possible then it's like no 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 those feelings were genuine and original and had nothing to do with it and i'm like well the trump people feel that way too that's why when they do these interviews now after a year all those people are like yeah what's what i i love trump that's what exactly what i wanted to yeah. happen that, that it's still that one woman they found on the news so they're like your group was controlled by russians and she's like that ain't true get the hell away from me <laughs> right, <laughs> every right. single person was a trump supporter it's like okay and then with the you know? sanders like uh they asked um his campaign spokesperson ariana jones 
why would sanders repeat a story that he did that he knew uh he didn't know was true and it turned out not to be and she said that he's not a great fan of reporters who try to provoke controversy where none exists she reiterated the point that the senator has made throughout the week that uh, about how he campaigned hard for clinton and then jones further defended sanders assertions by noting that mats is an msnbc uh in a msnbc interview on thursday said again that he'd been in touch with the clinton campaign that claim like his earlier one was mistaken as because he he reached out to i think it was a pack it wasn't even their campaign directly asked why the senator relayed matt's story without checking it jones responds it sounds as if you're suggesting that we should no longer trust the reporting of outlets like NBC and that the information they provide requires independent verification. She said that Sanders had referred to Matt's as being on his campaign because Bernie Sanders attends to thousands of people volunteered during 2016 as part of his campaign. And then she eventually acknowledged that Sanders maybe misspoke in calling Matt's a member of his staff, but reason there's more than a thousand staff members over the course of the campaign. So that was Bernie is an interesting, I mean, I talked to my mom about him because my parents are like Democrats in Ohio. My dad used to be the dean of a law school. So he like knows a couple of these politician types. And like Bernie's got a real anger problem. And I don't think it can be ignored, you know, because mm-hmm. he's very, very. There's this thing where it's like, oh, Bernie's the champion for women and stuff like that. But you're completely ignoring this sort of instinct that a lot of women had that there is a toxic element that there's a brattiness to him, that there's this sort of, like, I liked his ideals. I actually voted for Bernie in the primary, mm-hmm. and I it was hard for me to make that decision, and I ultimately think it's just because I, cons- I wanted to push the agenda more radically left. I assumed right. that Hillary would win um, and, you know, wanted to push the agenda left, which is what it did successfully do in a way um, on certain issues. But Bernie is problematic in a lot of ways because he's got this anger... He has a resentment towards media that he almost shares with Trump. Like when people say that Bernie and Trump are similar, it's a lot of the times not fair. But in certain issues in terms of their radicalism, there's a reason why they're seen as similar. There's a reason why people like this sort of eccentric man in a way that they're never going to accept a woman, you know. And like so it's hard for me with him. His pro-gun stuff bothers me. Um, he does not have a good record. You know, he claims it's because of hunting and Vermont is rural, and I hear that argument. But to me, it's just I think that if you're a Democrat, you should you should be anti-gun. Well, but also, I guess it doesn't was, work like that. He was running some for places. You know, he was running yeah. for president, though. You know what I mean? Like you're exactly. not running for president of Vermont. You're running for president of the United States. So like what like these these weapons are doing also the people who do the bernie should have one thing it's like i'm jewish right i do not think that they would have elected a jewish president i'm sorry people act like that that is not a thing we there i mean jfk it was it was very controversial that he was catholic Catholic, every president still has to claim allegiance to christ right there has not been a single president even donald trump with this bullshit like there they have to be like Christianity is still very important, especially being um, genetic, not like genetically right. Christian. Does that make sense? Like being like White, born and yeah, culturally right. Christian. Well, hold and up. There's also, like that wouldn't have been a factor. There's also the thing too. All the polls that people use to be like Bernie would have won are the same polls that had Hillary winning. All that shit. Like it's it's like this weird logical fallacy where it's like he would have won. I'm like, but you're using the same polls that said she would have won. 
how's it different like it's the same shit and it's not like if That's bernie if, if bernie ran trump would have been like well now i'm out of insults i had a lot i had all this shit prepared to talk about a woman but now it's bernie i'm mm-hmm. just i guess i just gotta let him win the debate like as if he wouldn't have played up the red scare and right. as if he wouldn't have subtly done stuff about the jewish thing i mean people act like because his son-in-law is jewish that that they're right within judaism there is like you know i don't know it's like even in new york that's like there are these certain jews where it's like oh right. god like you would have so, anyway i was about to say something really fucked up but <laughs> <laughs> I, I was about to make a very weird like holocaust joke i'm like it's too early for that let's not go there <laughs> before news anyway uh, yeah what's, what's wild though is like even with all that right because i do think he can't help certain privileges he has right correct and as a man you do get to be the angry candidate if mm-hmm. that would have been like Absolutely. people always say hillary's a robot but she's kind of has to be because a yes, woman she does if a woman was up there truly expressing some fire and brimstone anger shit we'd be like what a bitch i'm not voting for her she's unstable we can't give her the thing trump's entire campaign was just anger that was it like he didn't have mm-hmm. like there was like he was just anger derision mockery you know all this shit right um but yeah i think bernie does benefit from being able to be the angry guy he does benefit from to me some of the reason that um people went from bernie to trump and shit like that he gets to run as the outsider on the democratic ticket even though as soon as the race is over he's back to not being a democrat right he gets to do stuff mm-hmm. like um he, he gets to Americans have want excitement no matter how dumb it is too like you yeah. know they want anything that's a spectacle that was in way that was in part some of obama's success is right. that he could galvanize this sort of celebrity excitement and unfortunately i think that's what a president needs to right. be elected now and the other so part in order that for was, us to win again we got to find someone well, like what's, that. what's wild is that one hillary probably should have gotten that kind of excitement for a lot of people but she's been around so long and attacked for so long that it's also 20 years of people calling her ain't shit since she was first lady so so like the excitement is definitely like muted but bernie's an old ass motherfucker too so like it ain't like it ain't like he was some fresh new new exciting face he was just the alternative to hillary and people um and like i said the last thing i'll say about him is policy wise his delivery is similar to trump where he does get to say certain things and not have to explain it as hard as like hillary who is like a policy wonk and a person that does sit down and go like hold up what you guys want is out here here's what we're capable of getting and here's how you get it and we can push towards that other thing you want so you want single payer health care let me tell you how we how we change obamacare into single payer but bernie can just come out and be like we didn't get single payer and y'all motherfuckers yes. know y'all want it and that's it and people are like mm-hmm. and free college well, and bernie is reductive yeah, yeah like one thing that my problem with bernie that i realized after the primary reading more about him is that he thinks that all social problems can be solved when you solve class right and any person in the marginalized group knows that that's not true because right. you can be the richest black person in the world and you're still going to face racism. Right. right. So Bernie has this idea that if we just somehow actually make equal class, that racism and sexism and all this will just go away. And that's ignorant because it's not true. He thinks my, he thinks that my economic politics are as identity politics, but white people's is just regular politics. And that's fucked up because he'll be like, um, well, look, this why are we getting into identity politics by bringing up stuff like abortion abortion is financial 
uh having a child is a financial situation Come on. um you know health care is a financial situation for a woman birth control is a financial situation for a woman mm-hmm. it's not just some shit that That's i'm like what- I don't trust a man not to betray me in the private room. That's why it's sad. Even like Joe Biden, because it's like, I don't trust a male politician as soon as he gets alone to be like, well, to get this other thing, I guess I don't mind selling women out, you know, because they're always going to do that. That's why I want a woman. And it was so weird. I feel like, yeah, it's so weird to see Hillary's like to see the purity politics pushed on Hillary. But then like Bernie was literally promoting people that were like, I'm anti-choice but i'm with your economic policies and people were like well that's fine you have to understand you have to give up some things i'm like the things you're giving up always look like me they always look like like karen and marcia it always looks like lgbtq people it always looks like someone that's not a white person having to give up some shit like it's so mm-hmm. it's so weird because that you call that, that politics. real america real america is the working white man and right. not you know the the other people who actually built this country yeah. um but yeah i mean it's interesting yeah anyways bernie is a tough topic because it's like people get so riled up on both sides and like you know i've had some friends be really angry but i what i don't like is that why i don't understand why you can't be a fan of bernie and Mm. then he can't also be criticized because i'm a fan of hillary but when she's criticized i think a lot of that is fair you know some of it's not but right. a lot of it is like, yes, yeah, she has been an institutional centrist politician. There are things you can critique in that. And you, you know, you, you want to know what's so wild? Yeah. She has to address those criticisms because we're, they're treated as fair. So like, unlike mm-hmm. Bernie, sometimes he can just be like, fuck you. I'm not talking about that. She has to be like, well, no, um, this is what happened with that. Or I apologize for that. I was wrong for that. That's called accountability. But the one dude just gets to be angry in the room and be like, fuck that shit. But that's only enabled yeah. by his supporters. If his supporters weren't like, don't criticize this man. Absolutely. He could have been. Well, a- he's denying his privilege. That's directly what it is because Obama and Hillary both have to do that. It's the, it's the expectation of perfection from the oppressed person. He could have been. to be better than the oppressor. He, he, he could have been such a better candidate if people would have just allowed for him to be criticized to a point where he would improve but i think his ego at the end of the mm-hmm. day was like fuck y'all if y'all not on my shit then i'll just take my ball and go home as opposed to being like well look i'm getting challenged by black lives matter i'm let me let me learn on that let me listen and let me evolve on that i'm being challenged by people talking about gun control let me find a way to incorporate that into my campaign but instead it's just like free. He would do it like a blip. He would like do it and it was always he always made it very clear that he was annoyed that he had to. Yes. He clearly right. has this anti media right. how dare you ask me this. And that's what my mom told me is that his private reputation is that he has an anger problem. He's very you know, even his, some of his physical behavior, if you watch right. some videos of him in Congress, like there's that one video where he's like stalking behind this woman. It's like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. it's like, you know, guys don't realize, you know, that's why I don't trust an older guy like that. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. no matter who you are to actually truly have women's backs. Like, you know, and if women want to support him, like that's totally fine. Like right. Gloria Steinem, like misspoke that one time being like any girl who likes him is just trying to impress a guy or whatever. Right. And she got fucking torn to shreds. And it's like, look, she comes from a generation where that's not a crazy thing to think, right. you know, and it's still not. So it's like all of this stuff. It's like, yeah, they're the ones like it's not infighting. We should be allowed to have yeah. these discussions and push each other one way or the next. But it becomes this whole either or. And there are Hillary people who do it, too. Of course. You know, it's like you, sh- you should be able to critique both. You know, yeah, it's just it's weird because I think 
hillary people have had 20 something years of supporting her and her working within those spaces to be prepared for the pushback and it felt like a lot of a lot of bernie supporters were not prepared because he was kind of a flash in the pan even with him being they're young they're raw yeah Yeah, they're like they were like how dare you say he's not perfect he marched with king and you're like uh that, exactly. that's not enough dog like that's he also wrote like this weird rape fantasy when he was in college he wrote yeah. this weird like thing about women well and like i don't know with hillary it still guts me sometimes i still get really sick to my stomach thinking about how hard she would have worked right. and that she doesn't get to because first of all we would have she would have been tough on russia mm-hmm. um but like beyond that she just gets shit done right. and it's like there would have been so much pushback. I mean, I think they would have started trying to impeach her the second they took for office. Sure. For she sure. took office. So in some ways, I think of that that we didn't have to go through because with the Republican-controlled Congress and House, I mean, they would have made the election seem tame in terms of their attacks on her. And right. if you look at Fox News, they were preparing for that. Mm-hmm. They were almost excited for that. Four more years of the way we trashed Obama, and now we have so much more to work with because Hillary's been in public life for so much longer. Right. And then when they didn't get to do that, they were like, well, let's just still use these stories anyway and keep attacking her. Yeah, like, that's the shit that, It's like they had to. The shit that kills me is just, uh, I, for me personally, I just think a lot of what she dealt with was simply because she was a woman. I still think she's the most qualified candidate we've ever had run for office. Ever have. And I, it makes me sick. And it, and, and I, and it, especially seeing this Russia shit, it really makes me angry that we kind of weren't allowed to say that for a full two years because there was going to be like pushback to just being like, Oh no, I think she's much more qualified than everyone running. And it's like, what about super predator or what about, and I'm like, that was fucked up. And, and Bernie voted for the bill and like, like and Joe Biden, like was part of that. And you know, when we come to like Anita Hill, yeah, what about like, Joe Biden and Anita Hill? Right. I mean, people are saying they want Joe Biden to run. It's like right. Joe Biden has his shit. Right. I'm like, like, these are all choices that are quote unquote, not perfect but understand they are all better than trump and i and i still stand by what i said even with the harassment i got from like those bernie campaign people um i still would have voted for bernie over trump it's not even close it's not even a question i wish everyone would have felt that way because then we wouldn't have this motherfucker um all right yeah. uh quincy jones has apologized guys <laughs> he's uh he said he was talking a little too much I wouldn't apologize, but hey. He said a couple weeks ago. He had to have been on something because he was loose lipped. I mean, like, he was like really free. I I, I love um, how women come up into his apology, guys. Here we go. A couple weekends ago, my six daughters, who I'm beyond proud of, took me aside to do a surprise family intervention because of some silly things i've said in two recent interviews and i've learned my lesson let me tell you i'm so grateful cussed him smooth out (laughs) i just think they're like what are you doing grandpa (laughs) right what are you doing just like the movies they needed uh women to edit a powerful man um I'm so grateful for my daughters mm-hmm. because they aren't scared to stand up to their daddy. I'm an imperfect human and I'm not afraid to say it. And I'm sorry and I'm not afraid to say it. When you've been fortunate enough to have lived such a long and crazy life and you recently start, stopped drinking three years ago, 
certain details about specific events which do not paint the full picture of my intentions nor experiences come flooding back all at once and even at 85 it's apparent that word vomit and bad mouthing is inexcusable one of the hardest things about the situation is that this bad mouthing has contradicted the very real messages i tried to relay about racism inequality inequality homophobia poverty you name it and of course i don't want that i've already reached out uh to my friends privately but when you live a public life you have the responsibility to be an example and since i do lead a public life i wanted to make a public apology i'm sorry to anyone whom my words offended and i'm especially sorry to my friends who are still here with me and to those who aren't these friends are like blood family to me to my dear family and friends thank you for your grace thank you for calling me out when i've clearly made a mistake many mistakes even though sometimes it's difficult to receive criticism or discipline especially publicly i want you to know i hear you i hear all of you and i thank you so i encourage you to all please grow with me and keep on keeping on love an 85 year old bow-legged man who is still learning from his mistakes (laughs) i mean can you imagine having to explain to an 85 year old that he went viral in a bad way right how would you even go about that if my dad went viral that would be my worst nightmare i'm just no i'm just upset that like we're not getting any more of those interviews those are like they were best. those are my favorite things of two weeks ago <laughs> just, this motherfucker telling everybody business and then changing the topic when you ask a follow-up question that was so <laughs> like beautiful right because yeah, and the thing that was uh hilarious about it is that uh he could have went really old man and been like fuck it right but he has six beautiful daughters that <laughs> right. so he has were willing to, to take him to yeah. the carpet right somebody was like hey hey this this ain't going like you like you think it he's is he's like you know uh martin luther king <laughs> used to beat his wife and then you're like what the fuck martin luther king used to beat his wife you like brazilian music what <laughs> i guess yeah i do but what about this other thing you say i know who killed jfk oh my god that dude was so good i knew it's funny it just confirmed to me what I always thought, which is that every actor in the seventies was fucking like Greek men. Yeah. I like think they so. were like all <laughs> fucking each other in this weird like male mentorship thing. Like yeah. I knew it. I was like, I know all those Hollywood guys fuck. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, um, I just want now I just really want to read his book, but now I feel like he's going to redact a lot of it or something. Right. And now like I, I was. <laughs> After I was, that interview, he's just sharpie. Yeah, <laughs> I was so interested. He was gonna do like a documentary for Netflix, and I was so interested because, because uh, like the other part that was interesting isn't even just like revealing secrets, Mm-mm. but it's also him just being like, "Yo, you two album is whack right now," and I love Bono like a brother, but this shit is trash. They need to stop. Uh, the Beatles, they was whack, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, is that gonna be your documentary series on Netflix? You just calling people whack and being like nobody's good anymore <laughs> like uh, yes i'll take two of those but now we're not gonna get that Aww. um you might i mean he's probably they're probably like holding him back he probably didn't even write that statement and he's just like being tied to a chair right now right. He'll break free. you know what see <laughs> see this what happened women ruining everything <laughs> yes. All, yes. His, all his daughters Hunty are bitches all his daughters are Skylar <laughs> from uh breaking bad now they're all Skylar. right uh, Skylar. bunch of Skylar joneses uh companies have cut <laughs> companies have cut ties with wait them. so it was oh. was it rashida then who did the intervention he, it was his six daughters his that six did the daughters. intervention yeah oh he has six daughters yes. wow and are they all so light-skinned mixed like right. that <laughs> i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know you know i don't know what quincy was up to 
these women's called it all shades you know what i mean if that's i don't know i don't know <laughs> you know what i don't know doesn't I'm, he mostly date white women isn't know. that his reputation mm-hmm. i don't know he did talk about dating ivanka so i right. mean that might you, be his lane look if you if you would date what? if you would date yes. yeah it was in his interview he said um i missed that part yeah if, oh my god if you would date ivanka then you that's like you only fuck with the high premium white women then because like a <laughs> A vodka is only available to a certain class of men and even less oh my black God. men. So he was just, and he said, Can you imagine what Ivanka Trump's brain is like? I always try and think, I'm like, I feel like it's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like there's a certain luxury level of white woman that just exists out there in the world and you get enough money and dudes can't help but try. Like they just can't help it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes it's like because that's why I, it's just weird because like they present those women the way they would present like a bugatti like oh this is my white woman mm-hmm. she came with the car yes yeah! uh, that's, that's mine mm-hmm. too and that's my exactly. yacht exactly like damn they y'all. Earn, that's what Ugh. it's so true it's like it's like a, a hierarchy of objectification mm-hmm. like they're like you know like men have this whole separate reward system to being successful where they're like I'm going to get successful enough where I can mistreat women way out of my league. Yeah. That's my goal, you know? And then, like, then, yeah, it just works in all ways. It's and so, they do just present them like objects. It's so weird because it's, like, the same assembly line model of white woman. It's, that's the only part that really bothers me, and I know it's... it's be- oh, yes, not that Ivanka is, like, out of his league. That's right. not what I meant. I meant men in general. <laughs> oh, no, oh no, whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what... I don't know what Quincy's league is, to be honest. I don't I don't know. But <laughs> but even then, it's always, like, the same assembly line model. It's kind of like Hugh Hefner would have the playmates, and the whole thing is, like, Hugh Hefner, man, living the dream. He, oh, yeah. He gets to have sex with 27 girlfriends. Like, but and I'm like, with they the all... Face, the same face, yeah. the same hair. How the fuck would you not... That's what's crazy. I don't get why men are into that. I truly don't. Like, it's truly weird to me. Like, in Oklahoma, they have the most popular musical theater program is at um, OCU. And you walk into the theater building and they have this thing called the Wall of Beauties, mm-hmm. where it's every woman who's come from that program who's gone into pageants like Miss America and things like that. There's hundreds of them. They are all blonde. There's like two brunettes and they're all smiling the exact same way and they all look exactly the same. It's like they're literally manufactured. Like it's like insane. It's, it's like, uh, it's J- so crazy. Jay Z said in this one song where he was like, put some colored girls in the MoMA. Cause he's like, oh, he's like, you go in there, it's like supposed to be the echelon of it's beauty, true. and it's just white women. Like, what the fuck is this shit? He's That's like, true. With have you ever heard of the Gorilla Girls? This protest group. I think they are white, mm-hmm. um, but they're like these anonymous women who basically make the point that in art, where the artist is not even seen, right. in all of the major museums in New York, the MoMA, the Met, even the the Whitney has been better because it's specifically set up that way. 98% of the artists are white men. Mm. And it's like, that's crazy. Right. Like, that's insane. It's like, like how that is teach. not representative of world art. It's right. like, in, it's like in high school when you learn the classics and it's just a bunch of white people and you're like, those are the only motherfuckers that's Absolutely. ever wrote something classic. Like, art history doesn't include Africa, India, Asia, right. these places that have thousands and thousands of years of art. Or right. you know when they do? When you hear that they're touring. Right, now, you know, like, like, yeah. I, and y'all made me think. I never realized that 
you would hear them touring right you'd be like such such a mm-hmm. came over from zimbabwe and it's gonna be going around to the museums right. here you'd be like oh okay but they'll never make it to the echelon of and they have classic art that we teach in the schools and you can find it in your book we don't have a permanent wing right. here uh let me uh mm-hmm. so marsha we have an hour and 20 minute limit and i have to go to the next segment and bring everyone right back on screen it'll just take like a minute so you'll get like a little pop-up okay just give me one second guys uh coming right back um but yeah that I, like jay-z says uh put some color girls up in the moma half these bras ain't got nothing on walona uh from um from uh good times and he's like don't make me uh bring selma in it uh <laughs> like just talking about other um other beautiful women mm-hmm. uh let me get y'all back on screen but but it was like yeah these it's, it's almost like oh this woman's of color well then obviously she doesn't deserve to have her beauty worship and then we wonder why people have fucked up beauty ideals and why people think oh my hair is nappy or yeah i'm too fat or whatever you know and then when these men get this access to this shit they always pick the same type of fucking like 75 pound models like over and over and over again and then but if you were to go to these guys and be like so do you feel like your um you know your preference is informed by society that puts you like, toward- no no right yeah it's always like no that's complete coincidence i only fuck the same type of woman everybody else with money fuck well that's sad too because men are actually taught even to fight their own because men know that if they bring for instance a bigger woman like those type of men mm-hmm. she doesn't have the same objectification value as a skinny blonde so even if that's his type his family will see him as a failure or someone right. who couldn't get that type of woman. So he might date a woman he's not even attracted to and because I, society says it's better. And it literally never works that way for women. Like we just do not like it's it's honestly amazing that we just don't have more like uh you know like kathleen kennedy is the biggest exec at disney right now she's helmed all the star wars movies and like like she's responsible for billions of dollars and we should just like see her at award shows with just some dude who's like hot as fuck and he's like 21 it's like jason momoa but he's not an actor or famous he's just like you're just like oh that dude is fucking the shit out of her like that is the entire purpose (laughs) like there's no way she respects him there's no like they probably don't talk about things and it shouldn't matter and if we did even that out then sure have objectification i mean right. it's like you know what like if it actually did work both ways no one would be mad at a 50 year old dude dating a 30 year old do whatever you want like right. you know but it doesn't like unfortunately if you're directly using your privilege in order to have an objectified woman be part of your value then you're gonna get you're gonna be made to look like an idiot like, you know? leonardo DiCaprio is infamous for dating the same like 19 year old model forever yeah 20 something like years. it don't matter how old he is it's just like hey man he's 60 he just won an oscar it's for, sad. for right and it's just like and i'm Think like about how sad you are as a man like that even george clooney it's like he did that with women forever and then he right. got to marry the best woman alive like right. amal clooney like good for you george like that's why i loved like tina fey and amy poehler being like and tonight like they're like this woman blah 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 listed all of her accomplishments and they go and tonight we're honoring her husband yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's always because funny as you know yeah they al- see her as the winner it's like he's the winner you know yeah it's always funny too because you know he just got to a certain age and was like and now i'm ready to have a conversation with a woman exactly uh, <laughs> every they night can wait till they're 50 if they want right. that's the whole that's that's where the epitome of divide like really comes in that sort of natural divide of like 
if men could look at women and be empathetic, okay, you need to have kids by 35. Let me adjust my dating pattern to right. honor you. Right. But they're like, no, I can have a kid till I'm 50. So I'm going to date 20 year olds until I'm 50. Have oh, a good life. My, like, God. Yeah. my God. All right. Let's get <laughs> into it. Men are not. Oh. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sure. Yes. Yes. All men. Um, <laughs> yes, all men. Karen, were you going to say something? I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, I I guess if I was in the position I would you talking about like Kathleen Kinley I would be like her mm-hmm. if I could afford any my any car I would have me a Honda Civic I would also <laughs> have me uh uh one of them fancy cars you can't pronounce mm-hmm. along with the Tesla floating in space like <laughs> I would have me a minivan you know SUV like why why am I gonna drive outside and have the same vehicle every day when well, I can is, afford anything is, well see what's interesting is like if you are you're still thinking like a woman because a dude would just have seven sports cars that were like the same color like that like that's what that's what that's essentially what Hugh Hefner does like Hugh Hefner like Derek Jeter all these dudes that get known as being playboys they just date the same fucking chick over and Mm -hmm. over and and then like that chick ages out you know like she's now I'm 23 and he's like oh god a blemish I gotta go back and find another 18 year old like over and and over and I guess that's very different because like my i would change according to my hair color you right. gotta match my hair color whatever <laughs> my color my hair today that's what color i want my man to be i'm just like I'm just, that's the shit i would be doing doing that new shit i'm just i'm just surprised there's not like one woman yeah you know like just one celebrity woman where we're like oh no she keep a bad bitch you know what i mean like all she do is take different like oh she's dating the latest dude to be in the you know like what like she's dating the latest nfl player or something like that and we're just like yeah mm-hmm. she, all she does is replace these dudes That's over it. and over like in a weird way you want to know it's fucked up in a weird way the kardashians the closest we got to women that just be i was like, about to say that yeah like, it is it's like yeah like it's, it's interesting a- with them yeah because they like have that thing where they kind of do do that but at the same time right. they're a little more angled towards male right. approval as opposed to you know what it is it's the mom that's the that's that's the one she the only one that really be like i'm never marrying this motherfucker see mm-hmm. you know, he ain't never Chris getting my is, money yeah. he's about 20 years younger than me and i will doubt i will fuck him until i'm tired of him and then i will replace his ass with another one yeah she's the only one the rest of them kind of still have some shit in them where they're like you know uh they get attached to these men with children and money and shit but i can see my god Clint, that scott guy i'm just like yeah. jesus christ like throw him off a boat like seriously <laughs> like I can't like I'm like this poor woman having to deal with him and have his kids like I would kill myself like he's so I can't deal with those bratty grown men like I just cannot it's so tiring to even watch like yeah I feel like there are some women like that's I think becoming a little you know it started with um the Ashton Kutcher Demi Lovato a little bit you know but that's so the exception to the rule. So yeah. whereas if you're a bachelor male celebrity, they assume you're dating a 25 year old, right? You know, right? That, but yeah, I do think we're, um, I do think we're due. Like we we need we just <laughs> need us a woman. That's true. Equality. And I don't and I don't want it to be no like real young woman either. I want it to be mm-hmm. like like if Holly Berry suddenly just started dating the same 21 year old dude forever, I would love that. Cause like fuck yeah. It. 
you know what i mean like well who the fuck are we trying to impress you're rich already you know what i mean mm-hmm. women got getting but more women more usually rights. want an intellectual equal that's why that right. doesn't happen right women because <laughs> women are better human beings because they're be they, they're forced to be but i want to see somebody break the mold and be like oh no i'm shallow as fuck you know what i mean there like, will be women like that and i love it that's yeah. the thing it's like people may i'm like look there are enough male apologists i'm a female apologist right. like, i don't care i will defend eileen wernos i don't care like, yeah. like, i want to i want to see like an interview with somebody who's like well what happened you know you were at an award show with this guy last week and now there's this new guy and you're like oh he got a little gut um got a little fat mm-hmm. and uh honestly I, I, yeah he turned 25 i just wasn't into <laughs> yeah. it anymore right <laughs> uh, I, I seen a pimple on his face and i wasn't here for it <laughs> yeah. i actually found a guy whose dick was a centimeter larger yeah so, so you guys <laughs> uh, just anyway you know, I, I i looked down he had an open toes to <laughs> Oh, oh that would I be, had to let him go. That would be such a great scandal. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, I, I would be here for it. She'd be like, um, his butt uh, got a little flabby. I yeah. like him tight. <laughs> mm, he had to go. Right. I, he said something on Instagram. Not a fan. So just moved on yeah. to the next He had Instagram a little food on his face. And it just was, I couldn't be attracted <laughs> to him after that. Because <laughs> like, there are dudes that are like Instagram fitness people and shit too. Like, like you know like an instagram you can be an instagram model and like get you know there's famous guys who will right go and try mm-hmm. to hook. like there has to be some equivalent to like there's instagram guys mm-hmm. who are fitness people it's, it's some underground yeah. world somewhere that we just don't got to prove like and like, to. Oh, like it's out there believe me like, like oprah just sees some dude on instagram is like mm, give me his contact info i'm gonna <laughs> fly him yeah. out i'm gonna fly him out real quick uh yeah you know, <laughs> like oh. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Stedman, you knew what this was. Uh, <laughs> Stedman, you guys haven't slept in the same bed for years. Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. I think Stedman likes to watch. You know what I mean? He got that vibe like he liked to watch. You know what I mean? Absolutely. He, like Absolutely. Rick and Morty. Yeah, he's probably in this. I mean, hopefully in this. Imagine the non-disclosures that go into having a freeway with Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you have to like give her some of your blood that she keeps in a vial. Or oh something. my god! She's like, if you tell anyone about this, I can clone you and kill you. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I feel like when Oprah, I feel like when Oprah's done with you, she's like a very like the money's on the dresser type person. I feel like come on, it's a business. Everything is yeah. a business transaction, dog. Yeah, I don't, I don't Absolutely. think. Absolutely, I know Absolutely. she was. She was like, I just made your stock go up. Take that money yeah. and leave, please. I think you walk out and then like Ayanla greets you and gets your life back together, and then like Gail, yeah, yeah, you have to go through a transition yeah. to get back into the real world. The, the Gail, Gail gives you the talk, leaving down the elevator. Yes, like, it's like a three day process process right. they like tranquilize you and you right. wake up in a room <laughs> yeah you get the men in black like, shit. just had a three-way with oprah be calm be yeah. calm <laughs> it's basically like black mirror but for having sex with oprah you know right I mean? and, and the thing is she has her own dating app right <laughs> right right did nobody get access to you don't even you don't sign up for it it signs you up like right. you, all of a sudden now app just shows up on your phone right. what the fuck is this you just look on your phone it's like i've been selected what is the o app i've been selected for something <laughs> like you can fuck over she like holograms herself into your living room like right. no. <laughs> we're talking we about wakanda she already on wakanda you flip right. your phone up somebody pops up you have been chosen you gotta to take fuck Oprah. Yeah. you gotta take I mean, like I, of wakanda, mm. you were talking earlier about black beauty too did you see that lupita interview on the daily show where yes. she was talking about also 
that's what's really cool about Afrofuturism, which I think, like, you know, my friend does, was, like, an Afrofuturist, is an Afrofuturistic artist. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because, like, you know, I was like, oh, that sounds so cool. And then seeing Black Panther, I was like, oh, this is, like, a movement. Like, this Mm -hmm. is going to be the future of art is, like, Afrofuturism, this type of thing that people haven't seen in a mainstream way And I appreciate that's one of the reasons I really, uh, I know people go up and down on him but i really fuck with the daily show under trevor noah i, I record it and watch it every day um but it's also for interviews like that and moments like that the interviews. um because like that interview there because she's gonna play his mom in the in uh the movie that's based off of the book on his life um and so they were like talking about that during the interview and then also you know you're talking about Af- uh afrocentrism you're talking about beauty standards you're talking about all this stuff and it felt like such a fresh interview that you wouldn't just get that anywhere correct and you know like i said he'll have his ups and downs i do think you know he's not from here so which is how he got the job i think right if 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 Mm -hmm. that was like roy wood jr roy wood Wood jr just be like we're not talking to tommy lauren so i i don't even know yeah why would y'all even ask me that that would be the pitch me why would you ask me this no but but i love roy wood jr so much yeah but i love this like reimagining of like what sort of like african beauty could be outside of like you know i wonder like with the art that's coming of this Mm -hmm. like because that's almost like what I tried to do with the misandry, I just got so miserable. I'm like, let me at least in my imagination live in a world without men. Right. And now to see like, you know, a whole black movement behind that, like, is so cool. And in that movie, I will be, a, I'll pay to be a spectator. And in yes. that, in, in that movie, hair is like his own character. Like, yes, mm-hmm. like it's just, it's, I love the red mud hair from those, from that one tribe that is yes. like real where the people put the red dirt and the mud. Oh, yeah. So beautiful. Uh, um, uh, oh alright so here's the thing I was gonna say though I do think that uh, on the Oprah app it would basically be like the Hunger Games yes <laughs> Hunger Games she Oprah, 12 people right. yes Oprah in the center only one of y'all gonna get the fuck Oprah and all y'all everybody that don't win dies and you know what and they're gonna be traps they're gonna be some good traps right. some of the traps gonna have the Kardashians pop up <laughs> some of them gonna have cars women like she gonna I think, you, oh I think you have to fight to the death I think there's an IQ test I think there's a written test I think you have to give yes. a speech I think there's come on I think you have to do a lot yes. of stuff physical see how challenges. you see how you walk she, she doesn't even do anything in bed she just sits there She's right like, perform right <laughs> it's like you finally made it to oprah's bed chamber please her and then that's it that's yeah. your job and you know what and when you have sex with her it's probably other people around because they were like right. oh would you not if you do anything right. we're gonna kill you on the spot well, i assume stedman is watching from behind a security glass like in the police station <laughs> And then, uh, yes! and then, and then, and then around the room, there are different armed people to make sure that you don't do anything froggy. Yeah, and they was talking about in the chat room, and I'm then, dying. After, and then after right. they're done, you're gonna get her favorite thing basket. Like, yeah. does she does she like well, her favorite thing? She gonna give it to you if if you. Oh please, my god! If you please, and a new car. Right. Yes. That's if you please her though. I feel like if you yeah. don't, then you just die like a black widow killed. She's like, day. I only came nine times. Right. This is the worst day I've ever had in my life. <laughs> yeah, like what is happening here? And then right. you know what? You go through all the training, you get you get you get the three days to decompress, and then they zap you and you never remember it. And right. somebody say, like, I think I fucked Oprah. And the second you say that, right. a little short circuit would go off in your right. brain and then you would have Yeah, like men in black, there's like yeah. Right. That's it. That, that's if you did a good job. I think if you did a bad job you just die 
right like, at the end absolutely right. kill kill him you combust on the spot right kill him kill his family kill everyone who ever knew him he uh he disappointed mm-hmm. oprah um all right yeah. let's, let's get into our segment other uh, segment guys um let's do a little bit of fucking with black people <laughs> We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game we go all around the globe. We find different articles that make us feel fucked with, and we assign point scores from zero to one hundred. Intervals of twenty-five. Today's contestants, everybody. Yes, everybody. Let's see who's fucking with us today, guys. Um, a proposed South Carolina law would find saggy pants wearers. Or as they call them in South Carolina, niggers. Come on. I know mm-hmm. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I know what you're doing, South Carolina. You're the not darkies. slick. <laughs> Saggy pants wearers. Uh, yeah, apparently this is still 2018, February 22nd. So this just happened. A proposed law in South Carolina is looking to find a dish out community service to those who get caught with their pants below their waist. And yes. So free labor. Yep. Come on uh community service guys you guys know how it goes oh wait is they gonna let me see they might yes. even have audio a proposed law in south carolina is, i'll pull it up that's even worse it's probably everything i imagine it's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> uh i do i i mean i do like the idea of um um getting people more involved in the community and having them do community service but yeah, so i don't like their the way they're picking this because it's always some black shit you know right and what about the butt crack plumbers you know plumbers right. come to your house and they bend over and all you see is a crack of their ass that's what so funny <laughs> i think we should make people do community service to have make america great again hats why not you know overall mm-hmm. dirty overalls you know high water pants what does you know? sagging harm people that's the thing if you're making laws especially if you're a republican who says that we should have the fewest amount of laws as possible and every public safety law we have should really have a purpose. Who, literally, what could you even legally argue is the problem with sagging? Right. I mean, it's not appropriate. Like, okay, so we're going to pass, so so don't sag in church, but you're going to pass a law about it? Right. Like, that's insane. It's just big government. Right. And it's no, like, so yeah, respectability, politics, like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah, and it boils back to one of the things you said before. This is a way to distract from the real shit that we ought to be talking about and right. passing fucking laws. Listen, about. guys, these people aren't sagging their pants. No more of these kids will get shot in schools. And that's just a fact. <laughs> All right, back to the mm-hmm. article. Looking to find and dish Oh, wait. Why is this article not giving me audio? All right, let me try this one more time. God damn it. Uh, All right, it looks like it's working. I don't know. Shit don't want to give me audio. Anyway, they mad about these pants. Service to those who get caught. Uh, I'll just read it. Uh, Although the offense would be non-criminal. Right. A 100. Because, yeah, you just doing this. This this is a way of extra revenue. Somebody got Mm -hmm. some money slashed somewhere and somebody was like, well, how can we get extra revenue? Yeah. Or um, stopping somebody even. Because if I stopped you because you're sagging, now I can search you. Now I can plant something right, on you. Right, right. And charge you with other shit. walking disproportionately affects black people. Down below and the- it's also weird because they still fine you even though it's not criminal. You would be required to pay a $25 fine for the first offense, 50 for the second, and 75 dollars or six hours community service or both for the third thereafter offenses. 
you know this is going to disproportionately impact black people you know where the police patrol for this are going to be black neighborhoods um and it also gives another reason for the police to have an interaction with a black person that's minding their fucking business and that's dangerous in itself you know like i don't need you coming up to me like sir sir do you know what you did wrong it's like walk into my house like no your pants are below the required house bill 4957 you got a saggy situation right. i'm calling it in we got a guys we got a button fly <laughs> 175 i need y'all to pull over right now got a code 175 um yeah that's crazy uh it's and then uh, of course uh wendell gilliard representative said uh, he co-sponsored the bill he said the pants now are being worn below the knees if a female was to go around in the same fashion pants down by their ankles or below the waist we would see that as indecent exposure Oh, so he's just uh he's just a feminist guys he's trying to make it even Mm-mm. for everybody Mm-mm. right <laughs> listen i care about women today because it allows me to be racist now any other day yeah. they gotta have them babies okay if they no abortions isn't on my that wife. how it's always been though i mean that's <laughs> right. pretty much the whole history of the south i care about women today white women because it allows me to be racist and then tomorrow i'm gonna hit her right uh zero to 100 karen oh that's 100 that's 100 for karen what about you marcia <laughs> Oh, I get it. I mean, a yeah. hundred. You can still be fucked with. You don't have to be black. Uh, and a hundred is, a hundred as well for me. Uh, here's, here's the other one. Uh, Michael Steele. You guys may know him as. Oh, God. Jesus. The ex RNC head, Michael Steele, black dude. Yeah, he didn't have that job long, did he? No. Um, you know what? No. You know what's funny? He had it until he couldn't, until obama getting elected fucked him all the way up because mm-hmm. he was like mm-hmm. they were happy to have their token black dude right. for a while but when they saw he was making zero inroads with um black the black community for republicans and more importantly um they resented obama's blackness and he just kind of became their scapegoat because they hated they were like it's his fault it undermines their whole argument too because they say oh black people only like obama because he's black okay then why don't your black conservatives do well because maybe black people have more depth than that like i mean that's the thing they try and throw these shallow like people out you like oh they'll black their vote for them because they think that way yeah i'm always like they think that's what we're doing why did herman cain get zero of the votes none of us like (laughs) like herman cain's like wife probably didn't vote for him what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) right oh black people are such sheep no we just vote on our issues more than anybody that's so funny uh here's uh so michael still uh got into a heated talk with uh cpac executive match slap that's literally his name wow. uh what an unfortunate matt name. slap matt slap right, what an unfortunate name you know the oh, jokes as a kid yeah, i'm sorry all right it sounds so, like a dick on so um let me see if i can play some of this audio i don't oh nine minutes man y'all better hurry up and get to this shit i don't know about you know what? i'll just read the quotes i don't know i don't want to hear michael Steele talk that long Mm-mm. anyway um a speaker at the conservative conference slurred michael Steele as a black guy during a speech friday night the confrontation began with slap apologizing profusely to Steele. that wasn't enough for Steele, who pummeled slap for the racism on display at cpac after slap called the comment unfortunate it was stupid not unfortunate call it what it is Steele exclaimed hey, he exclaimed okay now nah, i do have to play the audio hold on i'm gonna go find it. No, I appreciate um, you. we're even having this conversation and uh i i would have been here sooner if i possibly could be and um i want to address all your concerns but i just want to say 
all that matters to me in all this is the friendships I have. Yeah. They're important to me. And, now, and we're going to have some disagreements. Oh, yeah. And people are going to yeah. say some things that are a little sharp. But um, I do. I'm, you're not only my friend. I love you. And I have a lot of respect for you. And I know that you've had a, a not an easy path. In politics, and you and I have been in some of oh, these yeah. back rooms yep. in this very place yep. um, on some of those paths, and I just wanted you to know that. I appreciate that. No, I appreciate that very much. And First of all, before we get into it, that white man started off apologetic as fuck, so I don't know what was said, but they clearly hit the third rail with Michael Steele. Wait, the first one was Schlapp, and then the second guy talking was Steele? No, Steele hasn't talked. Yeah, Steele just started, got ready to start talking. Okay. And I paused okay. it. I paused it on Michael Steele. But that first, and the first guy was the guy who said the thing? He was, okay, so I don't think he said it, but he is the executive uh he's an executive at cpac which is a conservative whatever mm-hmm. um and a speaker was the one who said it about michael Steele. that's right speaker's not here. i see okay so he that, so this dude came over to make it all good like michael baby i love you you know i we've been yeah. cool you know I, michael, I, baby, baby, come on. Right. <laughs> I, I don't want them problems i know you about to be mad as fuck uh because we have been uh, a, we've been avoiding this conversation for your whole life uh in a, as a republican politician we just do not refer to race when this comes to you and uh i know you mad when you're here right we wait till yeah. you leave or we do it in a back room yeah. oh man we're not used and to I it think, being tweeted you know, about we're concern, so sorry <laughs> you know, we're just talking about this my concern about what was said last night at the dinner was how it reflects on this organization sure. which i've been a part for a long time i've spoken at and have supported but more broadly what it says about the party that we've both been active in and involved in and that concerns me and i don't know what gave ian in his role as communications director the comfort to think that he could go before this this body and and i'll put it direct disrespect you as its as its chairman disrespect the attendees did he somehow think that this was somehow going to be acceptable to say um and and, and that to me for is is the frustration because look you and I, as you said, we've been in the wars together. I've known Matt and his family from the very beginning. Doesn't this feel like this is building up to the biggest butt in the fucking world? Like, like, like he's about to just of be like. Of course, always with them. It's like, but <laughs> it's not that bad. Wait, someone says the speaker who said the thing was black too, but I thought I saw a picture and the guy yeah, was, um, he, he, he looked black. like sort of like white or Hispanic. Yeah, he wasn't, he definitely wasn't. The picture I saw was not of a black dude. That, that dude looked like, uh, like he was playing a keyboard too. Yeah, very long Jesus hair, like the white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jesus, Jesus hair too. Yeah, it was very weird. Interesting. Anyway, I mean, uh, yeah, and it ain't about any of that. It's about how we, as Republicans, conservatives, fighting the same good fight. Um, as you know, disagreeing at times uh, along the way, can get others in the party beyond this seemingly reliance to go there. To put everything in a racial context and to undermine the very efforts of leaders like yourself and myself uh, in trying to expand, expand this party and its reach into communities of color uh, across the country. Okay, so I guess I would say the first thing, in all candor, Ian is my colleague at work, right. and he's my friend, mm-hmm. and I love oh. him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He about to say mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not going to separate myself from Ian. All right. I think he said some words that the worst people our political enemies could take in the worst way. Um, this is radio. Uh, you don't get to see Ian's skin color in this radio program. 
Ian is someone who also understands what it's like to be somebody who has uh, racial challenges in the political system. Which we've system. talked about, by the but way. But let, let me just keep rolling here. That being said, Michael. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Shut up, Michael. This is the Conservative Political Action Conference. Everyone decides what lane they want to be in politically. You have been in a lane where you've been rather critical. Let's be honest. I watch you. I go on MSNBC. I watch you. You watch me. Right. You have been rather critical of some of the more conservative aspects of the Trump phenomenon and this Trump right. agenda. Because you basically had to fall in line. You- with whatever Republicans is doing right now, right now what they're doing is propping up a, a fall a, on your sword, right? And they're propping up an overt racist. And if you want to be a part of their party, you have to be, you have to not criticize the overt racism of Trump. Yeah, despite being isn't a black he guy. almost directly saying you are not doing your part as our tokenized black guy? No. Isn't he almost directly saying you're supposed to be okay with it so that we show that everyone who looks like you is okay with it and you're not doing your part? This is them saying, get back in line, you're out of pocket, and that's why we talked about you as the black guy, as opposed to Michael Steele, our colleague we respect. Now you're just the black guy until you stop reminding us that you're black by saying you don't like this racism we're promoting. It's amazing. And it's like, where is my party? It's like, this was your party. Right. This has been your party. It's like when those women are like, I can't believe the Republicans are sexist. Oh, what a surprise. Right. I feel so bad for you, Megyn Kelly. (laughs) Like, pro-life man. But there's a lot of other things that you might spend time on this radio show talking about. And I think what Ian was getting to the heart of that was there are people who are critics of some of the things you did as you were chairman. Right. And that there could be truth to the fact that some people picked you as chairman because we constantly do this in Republican circles about, hey, here's a new face for the party. Right. Right. And he thinks that, that he feels that there are criticisms of how you were chairman. Now, can you accept that that could be no. what he's coming at? Keep in mind, they're talking around it. The criticism they're the forcing dude, him, yeah. The criticism the dude had is the same thing as we talked about earlier about like with comedy. That criticism is you got the job because you're black and not because you're qualified or good. That's it. Now keep they're Republicans. They're supposed to be the anti this. We don't do that. That's what the Democrats do. You always gotta have And he's saying we always do it, which is directly hypocritical to what they claim to be. Right. And they and it's like he's been sold this lie of we see you as a equal we see you at like we just see your values we don't see race over here we don't we don't get into that identity politics and then they turn around and go well the success you achieved with us was specifically because you're black we don't actually consider you exceptional in any way you never should have been head of the rnc it's just because you're a black guy how can both of those things exist at the same time and he's telling them to oh my god this is yeah, this is like how Ray always said. It's like, stop making me defend Melania Trump. Stop making me defend Ben Carson. It's like, I hate when this shit happens because don't make me defend what actually is racist for somebody like Michael Steele. Right. Like, you know, like. Who would I, absolutely like, benefit and promote racism if it was in his, uh, in his Exactly. Favor. He sold out his entire community because right. he gets to be the special one. And then that is usurped and he's treated just like everybody else. And now he wants to fall back on that same community he's betrayed. Right. It's so funny, man. Oh, look let me play some more I got this is so and good. not a racial no because I don't you want, I'm gonna no. say this no 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 no, no. Let me oh 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 yeah. hey so look it's two white dudes right one of them's the host and the other one's the guy he's talking to 
the host dude put his head on mike's shoulder and michael still was like get your fucking head up off of me right <laughs> oh my god because he's, he's mad wait i can't see karen anymore oh, oh i'm she's, coming she's back coming baby. back sometimes our computer oh, okay is refresh. um i was well i just there were too many women on screen and i was getting very uncomfortable <laughs> so yeah so he kicked me off as a lone male voice right um but but yeah michael still brushed that dude's hand off of him like man get your mm-hmm. hand off of because me because he sees what's going on who who put the flash on when they took a picture of he michael still was like what i'm not is your puppy dog no more oh my god oh this is so good you can, can pick yeah can we see first off first off i'm sorry what'd you say babe? can we see it or no? uh, um let me i don't know if it allow you to share the screen I, I i will try to share it but you know sometimes it slows down the um video when i do this no so i will try to share it real quick um and how do i make this bigger all right can y'all see it yet we actually, I actually see oh that. yeah okay mm-hmm. all right let me play some more uh, let me actually go back so y'all can see the hand because this part oh it's the little things that just that make me laugh. look at these two guys i mean right this is the and republican party to the right and he left. feels <laughs> that there are criticisms of how you were chairman now, can you accept that that could be no. what he's coming at and not a racial? No, no I don't. Because he won, I'm going to no. say this. No, 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 no. He won me... on the sixth ballot. Yeah. How I, do you get pictures yeah. of your color when first you win off, on the sixth ballot? First off, all due respect, come at me. <laughs> what the hell does that my race have to do with any of that <laughs> at the end of the day? what? Come at me, dog. Come at me, bro. Wait. That guy has had like a white grandkid say, "Come at me," and he's like, "This is what the urban youth are saying." I'm gonna say this with Michael Steele. Yeah, somebody said, "Come at me, grandpa." He's gonna be like, "Don't play or hate." Like, <laughs> yes, play or hate. Holler at me, Michael. Just holler at me right now. <laughs> holler at your boy. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna sound so uncool. Let me try to play some more of this. Sorry, it's moving slower oh. now because I'm sharing it. Oh no That's problem. So funny oh man come at me all right buddy come at me michael all right i can take the color of my skin (laughs) have to do with anything you just said yeah i disagree with the direction this president is taking conservatism in this country because i call bs on a lot of it when you can't stand the ground on charlottesville i'm going to call it out I have to be authentic and true to myself. You do. All right? So that has nothing to do with... But it's not just Charlottesville where you've been a critic. I, I've been a critic on policy. On, on a lot of things. A lot of things. So you mean to tell me that as a black conservative, put it in that context, but let alone as a conservative, I can't be critical of the president? You can be, but as you know, that there are a lot of people, I think, take race out of it. Yeah. If you look at the criticism, but he injected he race injected into it. it. Yeah. That was the. I, I would agree with you. So again, those those words that tumbled out of his mouth, right? I believed were unfortunate words. It was stupid. And it's not unfortunate. <laughs> Call it what it is. If, and, and he and, and, and it, all. It, it is stupid to sit there and say that we elected a black man chairman of the party and that was a mistake. Oh. But it, do you do you know how that sounds to the black community? Yes, I know. And do you know how that sounds to Americans? I do. I do. Yes, and I do know. you know how they then equate <laughs> that level of stupidity to conservatism? That's me. That's the objection I have about the moment. I know, we're but in. he called you. He called you. He felt terrible. I about know how he did. I talked sounded. to him. That doesn't change anything. <laughs> but, but it's important for people to know that he realized that the words could come out in a way where it looks like. I it's and the, I said that. But I, don't take yeah. the worst out of what he said. You know him. I know. But <laughs> this is where you need to have some grace. Look at what. Wait a minute, dog. No, he told him, "Don't take the worst out." He said. He told him, "Have some grace." Motherfucker, y'all fucked up, not me. And he also told him, don't inject race into this after the dude said the only reason he was in his position was because he was a black dude. Like, 
How can That's I like take it's the- like it's your fault for being alive as a black guy. You inject race into it just by being alive as a black person, and I blame right. you for it. Is essentially what he's saying. And he spent so much of his career going on Bill Maher and avoiding the idea of Republicans having any racial problem. Like right. his thing was like, no, black people just don't know about us. I'm coming out with a mixtape, and I'm just gonna have some hippity hop on it, and the black people will like it. I'm gonna be cool, right? Like it was, it was his whole thing was just like if black people understood conservative and they knew that we wanted them here they be here and they come to me and these motherfuckers was, was out here mad as shit like why are you just not telling us tell, going on the, the TV? only way that could even be remotely true is if you had a conservative party i mean if it existed in a vacuum that somehow used its ideals to back black businesses black capitalism right. that would actually be an inclusive conservative party it's not that conservative values are inherently anti-black you know it's like but then we're so far gone that you cannot separate the two well you have to take it'll never exist in a vacuum you have to take race out of it okay whatever it comes to (laughs) whatever it comes to us you know like backing black people and promoting black businesses and you got to take race out of it we just promote businesses okay most of them happen to be white and black people are bad at business okay (laughs) it's just the truth black people are bad at business and that's actually not our fault as the conservative party so if you could not inject race into it that would be great the only time the only time they're successful (laughs) is if you know someone gives them a business just for being black that's the only time but i would never but i would hate for them to insert race into it as black people Oh my god, this is so good. And they actually sustain and do better at their business year what? by year just because they are black. Right. Which what is the really hell do sad. I have to be graceful for? <laughs> well, you've not been very graceful. To, you've not been very graceful to the Republicans graceful. and the conservatives in this hall have, and in this room again, for a very well, long period of time. You, you, you have your critics. I don't, I, that's ten years later. He was talking about why Michael was elected chairman. Was elected chairman. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Before President Trump. All I will say is, is this: <laughs> Michael Steele. I don't want to be on the show saying this. I, this is not where I want to be this morning. But not everybody. You don't have universal praise. I don't care how you were chairman. I, dog, it's, what's, okay. He, they're right. The logical fallacy is this. They're saying you've been critical of Trump. So therefore, you should be, you should understand that people are going to be critical of you. The problem is they criticize him being elected to RNC chairman that shit happened in two way before trump trump is new Mm -hmm. so now you're retroactively litigating my like uh you ain't shit either you only got your job because you're black which also proves his point of the criticism of trump that he is taking the party to a more race overt racist level than it was overt yeah because that 10 years ago it would have been very taboo for anyone to directly come out and say this man got his job because he's black republicans just Mm -hmm. use coded language or they don't say it right now because this is what they want back they want to be able to speak like that and these guys keep finding that this magical umbrella that protects trump does not protect them it doesn't it It only protects trump don't extend to no black people ask amarosa and if you okay then it's your point is that we should be for the best person, including a black man or black woman, to be the head of the RNC, I'm with you a thousand percent. All right, so, so let, a me, thousand percent. let me just put this in, in terms that I think everybody will understand. That I've spent 41 years in this party. 41. All right? I've taken crap you have no idea about, and I've carried this baggage. And for him 
to stand on that stage and denigrate my service to this party and for you as a friend to sit here and sit there and go, well, you've been critical of the party. There's only one word I can say, and I can't say it on this air. Say it. No, I can't. <laughs> Turn around, you colonizer. <laughs> he should have just barked at him. He should have just, oh, there's not enough black people to help him. But if he would have uh, made better life choices, they could have barked him out the room. Roof, 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 right. Roof, oh, God. Because the reality why of it can't is. Why can't you hear what I have to I say? I heard about what it. you have to say. And it's not acceptable? It is accept. I get that, but it's not about that. I know people what, are. Cr- look, what is this about? Matt, I know people you think are. It, you think Ian's Matt, a, you think Matt, Ian hates I know you because people, of your skin color? You really Matt, think that? Matt. Oh, that's such trolling. He did the gaslighting thing where you like you take what someone's saying you really think people are racist you're so fucked up right? why didn't he just had a racist thing happen to him so because this guy said you only got your job because you're black you think he wants to kill you, you and eat your corpse wow you think he wants to eat your children i don't <laughs> think i think you're being a bit hyperbolic that that thing you just never said that i just made it seem like you were saying like he didn't even say mm-hmm. anything about i know y'all hate me because of my skin color he literally just went like you know what the fuck i you know what word it was and that motherfucker did not want to hear that 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 word you know what i mean oh my god oh, what like, was it racism i think it was racist i think he was like it was racist yeah and that and it's funny that racist and you can't even word. say the r word that's the curse word for them it's the one that they always go it's the it's the one thing that they always get upset about like you call people right you're gonna call me racist that's like their n-word you know it is they act like it's like the same thing as calling them the n-word because they've reversed that reverse racism even like that's facebook's whole thing too if you say white men are racist that will get you banned yep oh my god so good all right, let me. Oh yeah, I now have to finish. Matt, do you really think Matt, that? Do I think what? Do you think Ian hates you because of your skin color? I don't color? know what the Ian thinks. I don't know what Ian. <laughs> but I do you really think I, that is plausible? Look, all I can say is two minutes. It's a reflection of what he was thinking at the time. No. All right, and so this, but not no. everything. No, when people no. are critical, no. Michael Steele is not. Why are you making race? How did I become the person yeah, here I now? Mean, you is, know, is, that's you know what, Matt, the problem. If, if Ian, if, wait, 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 <laughs> if, if Ian, I'm just talking. We're just talking. Let me say Jesus. something. If Ian had wanted oh in the context God. of his speech to criticize the Michael Steele administration, right, as the chairman, all right, that's a whole different story. But when you stand up there and you say, we, we only picked him because he was a black man, and boy, that didn't work out, that was the problem. And it's important that that be recognized. I mean, look, we I had this conversation on your panel yesterday. We did. Republicans don't seem to understand there's a lot of folks out there in a lot of communities that could come your way. But when, if I'm a member of the black community and I heard what he said last night, I agree with you. They hate me. I'm not going to go I, there. I agree. I agree. But I think Michael also knows that that's not where we, that's not where our heart is. But that's what he said. Let me tell one you one thing. It's the word. The heart. Me. It's always about the heart and never the, our, our heart is not racist, even as we own slaves. Low key, he also did this other thing. When the white dude explained what Michael Steele had already said, he went, well, yeah, I hear, I agree with that. I, I understand that. Michael Steele was just saying the same shit. Come on. Like, it wasn't like Michael Steele was. Yeah, someone just said, like, he's respectfully listening to this white guy tell him that what happened was racist and now he accepts it. But with Michael Steele talking, he's like, Michael, how dare you? You're right. the asshole now because you're making Ian's life a living hell. Michael Steele like, just literally said, 
this shit makes black the black community look at us like we're stupid and i'm not gonna say the other word the other dude comes in and says when black people see this it makes that community think we're racist and buddy was like i hear you and i agree what (laughs) what that just happened within the span of two minutes like you, yeah. what the fuck oh my god it's so bad it's so and they'll bad. never see it in themselves it's the same thing in a boardroom like black guy has an idea a woman has an idea they're just like uh i don't like it but i'm gonna do the same thing right you know like they never what if we did the thing that woman just said you know what and now, mm-hmm. now that you say it i think it's smart and we're gonna talk you the over you the same way like it's like he's talking over him and then as soon as the white guy on the left starts talking he shuts up oh my god he put his hand on that man and said but do you think he hates you because of your skin color do you think do you think that michael also michael still michael said the only thing that we that all black people can say in this situation i don't know what the fuck that motherfucker thinks like how you gonna (laughs) ask him don't ask me i don't the fuck i'm supposed to all i know is he said some racist shit last night that's the most i know about this dude stop tying me up in your (laughs) bullshit ugh and we got worse. one minute uh, yes, we got to wrap up so me, why do you think i'm here I, 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 and, I, and i appreciate I you being here but i i, I don't want to leave this uh, on the table without addressing it i'm not sitting here again saying people can't criticize me for how i led the rnc i get criticized for a lot of stuff that's not what it's about you criticize me because i'm black that's a whole different conversation that's my you job. stand up on the stand uh-huh. you stand up on the stage and you go well we only did this because he's black that's like saying to just, me just, i only that's like saying to me i only got in guys we got we got 20 seconds we got i would just say remember so. michael i still love you i Stay can understand here. why you might not love me but i'm he needs I'll, the last I'll take word the licks on this one i, think I understand why you might not love me because you're racist against white people also, Come like, on. why is conservative music always the wackest? Ain't it whack? Don't never have mm-hmm. no beats. It's, oh, that's what I mean. That song was so whack. Yeah, always on the ones and threes. Back with more racism in 30 seconds. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, a zero to 100, Karen. Yeah. That, this one is hard. <laughs> um, yes. it's re- I'm going to give it a 25. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 25. Yeah, because I'm not that fucked with. Um, because maybe because I'm a nigger and I could have told your black ass not, not to go over there in the first place. And now, you know, you have come to the light, which is cool. You all woke. <laughs> But I'm not that <laughs> fucked with because I already knew the day was racist. This did he, is not a surprise to me. Did he come to the light or he just came to the flash? I don't know. The light, the flash, <laughs> something happened. Uh, what about you, Marsha? Um, I'm going to go with the 25 as well because it is this sort of like, you know, you thought you could be the special one that they respect and that it's actually how your fellow black people behave and you don't behave like them and you were never going to be disrespected like this. So it's like, you know, I, I, it's good that within that he is like standing up for himself and it was a fucked up thing, but 25, 25. I'm gonna give it zero. I have been waiting for this moment <laughs> for all, oh, I've been waiting for this moment for as long as he's been, uh, the chair. Like, Cause he's been saying some stuff and, uh, and people haven't forgot about the bullshit that you've been back when I used to, back when I used to watch the RNC shit, I've been, I was, uh, not RNC shit, back when I used to watch Bill Maher mm-hmm. and he was like the black conservative that got to go on there and he would always try to 
like he would basically gaslight black america like nah it's just these white people cool you just gotta understand and i'm like i do understand they're racist and they don't really like your black ass either they just tolerating you until it's inconvenient Mm -hmm. and now they've really until it's inconvenient yeah yeah they've gone to the fullest extent of like overt like we can now say how we really always felt about you and i'm like this is how i always knew they felt about you and every black person that ever saw you talk knew this and i and the part that makes me feel zero percent fuck with is that i feel like give it a week and he'll be right back over there because he's made he's made his living doing that shit for 41 years yeah he can't just erase his life's work and he can't just start like if he were to try to do some like i'm pro-black now and i don't like this racism over here we would all laugh at him because it's like dog you're promoted that racism you you were part of that shit so you you can't make yourself right yeah so you can't make a living over over to the other side you gotta go back over there those your homeboys so yeah that major bed now lying the chickens come on the roost all that shit zero i don't feel fuck with yeah it at all. you gotta be the guy that every time you walk into the room now they stop whispering and they just stare at you yep so good you know? all right guys let's do some guest erase uh where's my guest erase song here we go now that it's time for some guest erase that's right it's guest erase time now that it's time for some guest erase that's right it's guest erase time that's right it's time for guest erase cartridge family the number one game show going across all podcast land we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today marcia from misandria marcia and ray podcast to guess the race and karen in the chat room play along and they are racist all right here we go guys two people were arrested in a chainsaw fight at an akron home chainsaw mm-hmm. a chainsaw fight. akron like the chainsaw my parents massacre? live in akron mm-hmm. oh like the chainsaw massacre yes white i guess you could say this that one. seems mm-hmm. hmm. i got i got seems the details white. all right i got the details mm-hmm. now i yeah, guess you could say this fight was off the chain Duh! <laughs> all right. what if i just hang up <laughs> <laughs> now you turn around it's been fun bye i know now you turn around and say tyrone jenkins was walking around with a chainsaw you know then i might change my mind two people were arrested and a man is recovering after a fight involving a chainsaw at a home in akron officers responded to baird street near Inman street shortly after 9 p.m tuesday for a fight with injuries that's late when they arrived they found the 52 year old victim on the couch in the living room covered in blood Ooh! the victim told police his former roommate william mitchell and his roommate's girlfriend Aaliyah whitley wiley came over and started to argue about owed money according to the oh, police shit. the victim and mitchell began physically fighting and fell to the floor next to a chainsaw that was just sitting in the living room <gasps> the, the chainsaw just minding his business the kind of there's the kind of house where there's a chainsaw sitting in the living room Karen. uh after a struggle mitchell picked up the saw and hit the victim with the chainsaw blades the victim was cut on the hands and arms and tried to flee out the front door he fell so mitchell and wiley dragged him back into the house oh yeah akron police said the fight continued with wiley hitting the victim in his back and legs with the saw finally the victim broke free and ran next door for help with mitchell and wiley fled the scene before officers arrived the victim was taken to akron city hospital with serious injuries with uh officer while officers were there the the suspects 
came into the emergency room for a cut to mitchell's hand oh so they went to the emergency room too right and then mitchell 32 oh and, and wiley 23 were arrested charged with aggravated burglary and felonious assault and taken to the county jail i know that sent the emergency room into chaos that's the person who committed the crime guess the race of <laughs> guess the race of william mitchell and Aaliyah wiley karen i'm going i'm changing my white to black all right what about you Marcus? yeah i think it's they're black all right let's check the chat room and see what they believe chain of fools white only a good guy with a chainsaw can stop a bad guy with a chainsaw white (laughs) the black paul bunyan yeah actually this one person says methy whites that could also be it too it could Mm. be some tweaker meth head white people too that's true (laughs) stay your crazy ass away from me white cut up their lebron jerseys after the decision that's definitely white so white he's mad there are no white people in black panther there are four white people in black panther i count it um chainsaws old money come on buddy negroes don't do this shit white chainsaw of fools black uh i feel like they're they're methy whites and brownie flannel white the correct answer is and karen and marcia you got it right they were black Yay. <laughs> now many people in the chat room missed it and i have to play the booze for you guys yep y'all's racism was off i'll show you their picture um yeah the names it's kind of dark let me see if i can make it bigger what can i do to um but they are both black though is it showing on the chat yeah yeah they both yeah oh yeah they both black yeah like she looks thrilled to have just hacked somebody she she looks like she's been waiting to chainsaw that dude her entire life right like finally get the Uh, the part where they beat his ass and dragged him back in there though oh that's so fucked up wow like i don't want to ever make anyone that mad for anything me either it ain't that important all right let's do another one guys a woman starts a massive fire after losing her home in a divorce settlement oh shit Mm-hmm. I can't have this on. Can't nobody Hispanic. have it. <laughs> no, she's Hispanic. Get a half. Get <laughs> you get a half a. Uh, you get half half the ashes. Come on. Um, <laughs> Paulding County woman set fire to her house after losing it to her husband in a divorce around three twenty-five a.m. on Sunday. Ooh. Adrian Satterley set the home ablaze in the kitchen. The fire prompted a statewide investigation after the flames spread to. 19 other nearby homes in which four were destroyed two were less significantly damaged and others endured various degrees of heat and smoke damage good god if you're gonna burn the house wow okay burn everybody's shit down if you're Uh, gonna burn it down apparently so the whole motherfucking neighborhood she want to make sure her shit burned um so yeah the the 42 year old uh took a stack of pile mattresses into the kitchen and started the fire where do you find a stack of piled mattresses? That I don't even know oh, where you get no. that. Piled mattresses? Yeah, like were they already in the house? Were they sleeping on the floor? She went out there. That's like if you have like a heroin house, like <laughs> yeah. And like, why is why are your mattresses so <laughs> flammable? Then. Are all mattresses just flammable or just hers? Uh, yeah, they made a lot of. Uh, uh, I think mattresses uh, are always pretty flammable. Yeah, because they made sketchy. a lot of cotton and material mm. and stuff. Oh, and you know where she got them from? Fat right. Albert in the gang. 
fat albert again yeah <laughs> you know they have to at the junkyard oh <laughs> hey, hey, hey you want some mattresses um yeah we we believe she lit them on, we believe she lit them on fire she put not only herself and her neighbors and first responders in jeopardy insurance commissioner ralph hudgens estimated the act caused more than a million dollars in damages good god after starting the fire sadly took her two cats walked to a nearby walmart called 911 and directed dispatchers to her neighborhood um she faces 14 counts of first degree arson and three counts of aggravated animal cruelty Ooh. two dogs and a cat died as a result of the fire so those must have been that's his really sad at least no humans died but that's still really sad right. those, those must have been his cats and dogs yeah and they were like we're gonna try she took man. her cat she took hers yeah, yeah. she's like oh. bye afraid or whatever right. <laughs> <laughs> bye spot right. I, ain't, I ain't care about y'all anyway Saturday could receive um, up to 20 years in prison for each count guess the race karen of um what adrian Saturday. i'm going white with this one all right marcia it's she's white with the animals and the she's like gonna get her cats out of there I'm, i think she's probably white let's check the chat room see what they believe <laughs> stole the idea from bernadette angela bassett in waiting to exhale like they steal everything white oh. she was waiting to exhale <laughs> She was waiting exhale and not gonna cry no more black even their fire gentrifies the whole neighborhood white she's not gonna cry white <laughs> the white left eye oh save Aww. the cats white just finished watching waiting exhale and said that's a great idea white black women just take the house and move the family in this is some white mess here let me help ruin your life too 53 percenter cats equal white two cats and a dog living inside the house white colonizer uh was listening to tlc and was like you know what black she's only responsible for 53 percent of that fire so everybody went white except for one person who went black and that's what i love it's like the court says that like to a black woman they're like taking your house she's like oh well i'm just gonna move 10 people in really quick so good luck with that (laughs) squatters rights bitch well the correct answer is actually she was black all you missed it black what? I know. I demand a recount. And one You person. can still probably blame this on white culture's influence. You know? <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> uh, I guess she was she was like Killmonger with them flowers. Oh yeah, she she's very black and oh she looks so, so apparently black people love animals too she some of them well they love they love two out of five animals they love two out of five animals she did not save all two the animals. out of five yeah oh because if it's a white all the animals would have been saved and one My person bad. one person did get it right let me give them that clap You you earned a golf clap, my friend, because I don't know how the fuck you got that. I, Me either. The, I I would have went white one hundred percent of the time. Come on. Uh, but yeah, she's she like she fell on some rough times, guys. I mean, burning down the house. Didn't Left Eye do that? Uh, yeah, yes. she burned down Andre Rosen's house. Started from the tub. He was. So she was a pioneer for this woman. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And she said, <laughs> "You know what? I also don't want no scrubs. So. None of them." uh <laughs> yeah, in fact you won't have nothing to scrub mm-hmm. ah! <laughs> you will be chasing some waterfalls after the fire gets a hold of your house Come on, you better find some waterfalls mm-hmm. i'm about to creep uh all up on your house and burn it down come on uh i just right. thought of come at me again uh, and started laughing in my head <laughs> come at me 
you think what michael Steele? you think she called the fire um she called the fire department because it'd be a red light special oh that's right all right we'll talk to you guys later (laughs) bye we have so many more of these all right guys um let's go to the bonus round all right double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race and a bonus round against the race so far karen and Marsha are tied one and one yes but will they have a tie in the bonus round let's we'll see. see all right it's worth double the racism double the points guys i know right a man was arrested for setting booby traps on a local snowmobile trail a, uh, snowmobiling, snowmobiling is already a dangerous sport, but there could be someone out there trying to make your ride more hazardous. Snowmobile trails are maintained by clubs across the state that uh, they'll remove any tree branches or other debris on the pass, but normally they wouldn't think to have a lookout for booby traps as well. Mark Bone Steel, what a name, has been sl- snowmobiling. Bone Steel, yeah, he's been. Snowmo, it sounds like a porn name, doesn't it? Yes. Mark, Mark Bone Steel. Don't last names come from former professions? That's kind of creepy. Bone mm. Steel? Mm-hmm. He stole bones. His granddaddy stole bones. <laughs> he worked in a steel factory. <laughs> he worked in a steel factory and he broke his yeah. leg. Um, but yeah, he's a snowmobiler ever since he was about nine years old, but he still gets worried about potential hazards anytime he goes out for a ride. He's a club president of the Black River Raiders. Debris in trails, other snowmobilers not riding to the right, you know, excessive speed, Bone still said. But now he also thinks about booby traps. Though he's never come across one, he's heard of others who have. Be it if they put on, put it low enough where they can catch the skis, the lower part of the snowmobile, or if they put it up high enough where they catch somebody in the chest or the head, you know, oh. you could, you could definitely die from it. Right. In For fact, sure. in fact, Columbia County Sheriff's really mm-hmm, Sheriff Office just arrested 31 year old Jason Holly. That's who's racer guessing. Uh, for placing one of his neighbors, uh, placing a booby trap on one of his neighbor's trails last week. The DA says he placed a pipe on the trail and, <gasps> and strung a wire connecting two trees, one which he cut so that if the snowmobiler came through, it'd fall on top of them. Oh! So not only were you gonna run into the wire on the tree that would potentially knock you off the snowmobile and hurt you, then the tree would fall and fall on top of you. Holly allegedly Who has this much time and hate? That's right. Crazy. Rambo. Holly allegedly ah! told the deputy sheriff <laughs> It's like when the Star Wars was at the Ewok planet and they and they didn't have all the weapons, so they just fucked up the whole forest with making traps and shit. It's like that <laughs> in real life. Anyway. Okay. Who solved this mystery? Scooby Doo and the gang? Right. <laughs> the DA said uh <laughs> He allegedly told the deputy sheriff he did this because he was angry about the noise and the traffic coming from the trail. Luckily, someone discovered it before anyone got hurt. Right, it could have fucked somebody up. 
up that's inexcusable on any level said tom keely snowmobiler tom keely has never heard something like this before and doesn't feel it is too common i think people are too lazy to wander into the woods and the snow to do stuff like that either way he says you're out on the trails you always want to keep your eyes and ears open you always want to be aware of the trail you're on the speed that you join your surroundings that's what it comes down to because you never know what could come your way you can't ride above your ability you know there's a lot of people out here that think they're superman too you know that's just not it because anything can happen in a split second he's bone still said um columbia county sheriff's office told news 10 abc that the booby trap uh wasn't on a marked trail but a smaller trail used by locals highly remains in custody um and for charges including reckless endangerment and he'll be back in court um in march so guess the race of jason highly karen this is very this is as white as that's no trail all right what about you marcia i mean there's a bunch of signs first of all noise complaint mm-hmm. you know i think it's probably a white person mm-hmm. all right let's check the chat room see what they believe um white people crazy white y'all motherfuckers are crazy as hell white <laughs> seriously y'all are fucking crazy jim says they ain't noticed this entitled snowflake lion traps because why would white hurt white but here we are white Aww. disappointed by michael Steele. <laughs> white on white crime right <laughs> disappointed by michael Steele's rnc leadership and acting out <laughs> Well, we all know Michael still only got that job because he's black guys. Okay? <laughs> black people, black people don't own snowmobiles, and there's class between either one. So it's oh. black people don't own snowmobiles. White. <laughs> How do you know his ancestors got those bones? White. Oh. Kevin McAllister's son. White. Home Alone seventeen. <laughs> Snowmobile automatically. White. White. Dominoes. serene winners sports olympian white extreme oh extreme winner sports olympian white and uh the correct answer is he was a white man okay uh where's my class of course thank god if it was another it was gonna be shocked here's the thing though guys i don't even have a picture of him i just think he white so no because <laughs> I, I was about to say that's probably fair. No, no yeah. black. Listen, person. we are mountain folk, as they say. Right. Uh, yeah, I was like, this sound like animal. probably an incest. No black person's going into the snow uh, <laughs> of their right. own volition. Come uh, on, in the middle of nowhere, ten buck two. I'm good to kill some white people. Come on, man, get the fuck out of my for bed. a noise complaint. Right, like we would just be like, <laughs> don't go outside. Those nosy snowmobilers are back. That's right. that would be the end of it all right last thing guys we got to talk about sword ratchetness uh before we get out of here what's my sword Mm -hmm. sound effect sorry i'm walking around for a second it's all right we're almost done give everyone a tour all right guys last story a man is accused of attacking his girlfriend with a medieval sword while high on eight hits of acid eight hits good god Mm-hmm. guess the race why you knew it you knew it a 20 year old man wait he killed he attacked her while Sorry. he was he, he attacked her with a medieval sword while he was high on eight hits of acid eight hits dog that's a lot mm-hmm that's a 
he uh he's 20 years old his name is troy seals he was booked saturday on an aggravated second degree battery of a domestic partner in addition to the battery of a police officer it seemingly began with a netflix and chill introducing new clairol nice and easy that's enough it began (laughs) it began with a, a netflix and chill gone really bad his girlfriend told police they were watching netflix while smoking weed on saturday afternoon at some point seals allegedly decided to escalate the activities by consuming eight hits of acid wonder what the fuck they were watching gateway drugs yep there you go and that's why marijuana's illegal guys Woo. next thing you know you got acid and swords okay yeah, is this the same? eight hits of acid just mm-hmm. that same shit on on black lightning <laughs> he must have been watching uh altered carbon and he was like something he was like I, I need to watch this on acid so i can trip balls um oh my god <laughs> What if he was just watching Eight something? Hits. What if he was just watching something boring? You know what I mean? He's just like, this shit is trash. Spice it up, spice it up. <laughs> right. Give me, give me eight hits of acid, and I'll finish this shit. Right. You're um, having a calm, cool Netflix and right. chill, and you was like, yeah. You was like, he's watching like uh, Silver War by uh, Ken Burns. Or yeah. Whatever. I know, right? <laughs> right. We, we chilling, and it was like, let's take it up to a notch. He right. was like, um, um, no, we're okay. Let's let's bring let's bring this down. I want to be in the war. I want to right. It. I thought this was Civil War with, with Marvel and uh, right. Captain America. Right. And you know he screamed out of the scatter to death, blew mm-hmm. her high. She was like, what the fuck is happening? So he, he did ate his oh acid. Oh, my God. Poor woman. Not, right? Not long after ingesting LSD, the the woman claimed he began anti-Semitic and making white supremacy remarks. Oh, and racist. Oh, acid and racism. How the fuck do you get there? Is there a level of high I just haven't been? Your filter is gone. I've done acid because I'm white and I lived in Oregon. Um, and they like it. All it is is like kind of truth serum in a way. So mm. it's like they actually used to use LSD as like a torture device to, for like enemy soldiers or whatever as to interrogate them. So if he's saying white supremacist things when he's on eight hits of acid, that means that he has been a secret white supremacist for probably a while. What a terrible way to find out if you're his girlfriend. What a, ter- what a terrible yeah. way to find out. I mean, I guess better. And he's what a, uh, what he, she said, racist and uh, sexist stuff too? No, he said uh, anti-Semitic and white supremacist Anti-Semitic. Ah. So anti-Jewish. Oh, this is the thing too. There are a lot of Jewish people who are like, you know, Kushner works for Trump and like mm-hmm. working for these white supremacists thinking that Jews are considered white now. And the very bit, like literally the white supremacists in this country believe that Jews freed the slaves as a global conspiracy against white people. Like right. it's like really wrapped up. It's like, listen, they'll get your card too. Like don't Come make on. like, I mean. Get your Michael Steele wake up but, call. Come you know, on, they'll, they'll be, be up there like Michael Steele. Like, I Jewish can't believe y'all said that. It's like 50% of Jews at this point, And it's just like wow. so crazy. And it's mostly because of Israel. Right. Anyways, that's a whole separate podcast. Nah, that's all right. <laughs> I don't know enough about Israel. I just, I just know enough to know that all my liberal friends say that, uh, side with Anyways, the acid so. freak. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to solve the Palestinian-Israeli conflict right now, guys. Uh, Marsha, go. Right now. Go ahead and uh, fix that real quick. All right. Well, uh, I just think <laughs> we got to have both sides. That's one of my favorite Rick and Morty. One of my favorite Rick and Morty jokes is that um, he got blackout drunk, and um, he was testing um, the uh, – I forget the name of the group, but they're like the Avengers of that world. Um, and, uh, um, and he was like um, – he he was he was like 
there's one place and it's very and it, and and this is the most important place in the in the galaxy and da 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 and then <laughs> and then morty because he's been around rick's dysfunctional drunkness so much right he's like it's israel and they're like how'd you know he's like because you always get drunk and you start talking about it and he was like well we don't know what kind of things i say we don't know i could be saying positive things it doesn't have to be negative it was like he got so insecure about it and then like oh, and then like so three funny. like three episodes later he solves the israeli uh like the middle eastern <laughs> conflict so, all right anyway that's so funny <laughs> oh yeah i love rick and morty yeah soon it got physical seals okay. allegedly began punching his girlfriend in the face oh as you do right so i mean he didn't come out and say it but i'm assuming if these these two groups sexism was connected he might have not said it but if he's one of them group, run, run. Aryan, uh, white there's no white supremacist who like treats his girlfriend well. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's no like. My favorite, there's no way. It's my favorite, my favorite part about this is if I called him trash, I'd be kicked off Facebook. Yes, you would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if you just called him a white supremacist, if it says the guy said white supremacist stuff, and you said, "Wow, this white man is a white supremacist." Mm-hmm. That will get you kicked what, off. What, 30 days, 60 days? I don't no. know. It keeps going up every time you get kicked off. Next thing you know, ESPN don't want me on TV no more. I don't know. According to the <laughs> affidavit, Seals then allegedly attacked her with a medieval sword. Oh. She suffered contusions to her limbs and a fractured forearm. Good God, what did he do? There was blood on the sword and what all around the home. Uh, as police tried to arrest him, he allegedly injured an officer's finger. He actively fought arrest. At the time of the arrest, Seals allegedly yelled that he is God. In addition, police say he yelled bright lights. Cause that's all so he, he has a sword see. and they don't shoot him. And I just watched that video of the guy with the knife being shot yep. when he's like 10 feet away from the officers. Mm-hmm. This guy legitimately cuts an officer with a sword. Mm-hmm. And he's on acid, so you know that he's behaving like an absolutely erratic, which is another excuse that they also use well they knew he was on their side with the white supremacist stuff so they were like "Eh, we can't do this to one of our own this is jeff you guys he's just having a bad (laughs) night okay (laughs) kill all the jews they're like okay let's hear him out guys okay Uh, (laughs) jeff you guys uh, i told you not to do this this saturday jeff Jeff, the acid party is next week did you just do all the acid for the party jeff by yourself jesus (laughs) mad uh the white supremacist uh, meeting party is gonna be so bad today um uh, when asked why he attacked his girlfriend he told the police i was trying to hit her in the head which is not really why that's not an answer an explanation that's more of no. a how that's more of a how thank god she lived i mean why? right we went from that's netflix crazy. and chill to the extreme mm-hmm Sword guys are always a red flag. If you see a man who collects swords and he's not like literally a historian or like a professional nerd, run for the fucking hills. Like, I knew a sword guy and he was the weirdest. He had like the biggest Napoleon complex anyone I've ever met in my life. I was like, oh, he's gonna kill somebody. And I'm telling you, we're not, we're never gonna get to gun control in this country if we don't start at sword control. (laughs) Come on, okay? We can't even get sword registration. You don't need a sword license. No, nope. yet we think we can get the AR-15 <laughs> taken back. I don't know, guys. Uh, no either. I don't know. And uh, you know what? If we can't prevent all sword deaths, why should we even try to prevent one? You know what can stop a good guy with a sword or a bad guy with a sword is uh, them not having a fucking a good sword. Guy with a sword. No, just them not having a sword. <laughs> yeah, they did not have access to a sword. They would be stopped. 
um marcia uh, thank you so much for hanging out you, with us baby. this, this sunday morning this so fun. um we appreciate we love you we appreciate uh we do. you know your podcast i love great. you all this is so i'm so glad i finally did this yeah man thank we were going like behind the scenes we tried to do this last year we had scheduling stuff come up but um so glad to be able to, to that morning i was so panicked because i was awake and i'm like waiting and i, and I didn't know you so i was like <laughs> i sh- maybe should reach out to him but i had like no way to contact you i don't even think we were friends on facebook at that point yeah so you're like tweeting and tagging me like live in two minutes and i'm like, <laughs> ah! like <laughs> that's all. i'm glad it worked out man i'm glad you're able to do this and you like do. i said big fan of misandry i listen to every episode and you guys are so funny yes and yeah. so smart and all the all the accolades man um so can't wait yeah ray and i we both said how we're both committing to this long distance relationship more than we would ever do so for a man (laughs) (laughs) because unlike men what you do is important okay and we need it yes exactly (laughs) oh man and y'all if you can take it i would suggest people go listen to uh conversations with people who hate me because it's just a cool it's a real good show episode and i feel like uh marcia shut him down in like a very um in in the nicest most honest refreshing way as opposed to like trying to pick a side yeah, you and handle that with bicker grace. and joint because he wanted Thank you. he wanted to well i try and use the humor like they want to make you upset that's why i started doing right. this misandry stuff so i'm like instead of just getting mad every time these guys say this what if i beat them with the joke right you know what i mean like this one guy asked me to be on his podcast and i looked him up and he had this segment called rape or naw where he's like let's go through the me too stories and see is it rape or not and i like sent him back and he was like, well, you should listen to the segment. And I looked at his page. He had zero reviews. And I sent him back. As much as I'd love to hear the nuances of rape or not, <laughs> right. um, I actually prefer podcasts with listeners. Right. So it's like, just beat them at their own game with the humor. Because then he responded like, LOL, you got me there. Like, yeah, no, I'm smarter than you. Right. So, right. And I would actually try to do know. research on people just going to randomly ask me on their show. <laughs> right. I have shit to do. And they de- he was definitely yeah. trying to make you like, the quote-unquote angry feminist so he could be the so he could be like i'm the real victim here look how they can't take me and you just totally shut that shit down and i I know you don't want to listen to it again but it was great and i hope i will eventually i will yeah i started to and then as soon as he started talking i clicked it off he's so he's so annoying he's so annoying he Um, He messaged me afterwards on facebook and stuff too like he he messaged me we had this whole conversation that ended on a nice note he messages me a week later you were on twice in a row and it was that idiots of the week thing and i'm like all right bro i'm right. like well now i just know you want attention so i'm just gonna ignore right. you oh, correct you know <laughs> and you're still listening to that show Anyways. also really two in a row there were no other idiots that show None. that show's got to step it up i'm sorry I need diversity. that's why i get flattered like all these trolls have gone to my youtube videos to downvote them but no one looks at the downvotes and they've given me thousands of views i'm <laughs> like y'all are stupid like they download our podcast to hate listen i'm like you're giving us advertising money potentially yes, like you are it's crazy that's so amazing anyway yeah oh i'm so happy that i finally got you yeah and don't forget to tell them about the handmade tell the musical coming up march 8th come yes come see handmade tell the musical at the bell house march 8th it's gonna be really really incredible all right so uh thank you so much marcia for being here thank you we'll be back tomorrow thank you everybody for listening live and checking us out and uh we appreciate y'all until next time i love you i love you too